Hollywood, Hollywood Steven. Hey! You just heard your new theme song by Cool it's and awesome. the Gang. Hollywood cool and the Gang Swing. wrote it for me. Yeah, it's just In the you. 70s. <laughs> they knew I was coming. They knew about uh-huh. it. They heard the portents. Yeah. They saw the omens. <laughs> it's true. They did. Yeah. I know that they did. That's true. My, my mom told me it was real weird. Cool no. and the Gang showed up at my birth. Wow. Brought uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> And the funk. And the funk. Yeah, no, yeah, of course they brought the funk. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to the funkiest horror movie review podcast in all the known multiverse and beyond. It's dead and lovely here with the host with the most. Why, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Bryn. Uncle Bryn. Uncle Bryn. And it's me, Hollywood. Hollywood Steven. Oh, Hollywood Steve. Woo! Just beckoning from the Hollywood Hills, now representing the Dollywood Hills representing of East Tennessee. Dollywood Hills. How you been doing, man? Uh, I've been all right. It's been raining a lot in uh, in East Tennessee. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, though. Listen here. Tell me what, though. People be talking about how much it's been raining this winter <laughs> uh-huh. in Tennessee. Listen, it ain't rained but two times, though. That's true. It once, just didn't stop. Once for 45 days uh-huh. and once for 35 days. That's true. That's all. It's rained just twice. Take that, climate change. <laughs> yeah, it has been the rainiest, wettest, most ridiculous uh, yeah. winter in Tennessee history. I mean, it's the kind of thing where if it was cold enough, this would be the most brutal, oh, yeah. unending so permafrost ice storm. It, it would, would be, be amazing. Aw- oh, it would be the worst. Are you kidding? <laughs> Dude, it would be fucking awful. Yeah, oh, it would God. be I'd terrible. Be, I'd be losing my mind. Mm-hmm. But even as it is, it's like we had sunshine today, and that yeah, was, it was like, nice oh my and warm. God, the sun is out. Yeah. I walked out. I'm wearing shorts right now. I noticed that. You were short man. It was a bit too cold. It's a little cold out there. I'm not going to lie. It's a little cold out there (laughs) to be wearing a short, man. Yeah. But it was warm today, so I was like, fuck it, shorts. So you've been having a pretty good week? Yeah, man. Uh, I've I've been watching a lot and just really uh, absorbing some interesting stuff, I'll tell you. I enjoy that. We'll get on to what some of that is here in a little bit. I've had myself really just a... It's been about a week of Mondays. <laughs> Is it? You know what I mean? It's been about a week of Mondays. On, on our last episode, I talked about how we just experienced the, the loss of my of my wife's grandfather, which, as I said, definitely sucks. But, you know, I mean, hell, guy had a really fucking good ride. Yeah. But, you know, the, the whole week was definitely filled with uh, time as a family, plus all the receiving of friends and funeral and, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of all stuff. All that stuff. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man, that that receiving of friends, which if if you guys listening to this might not be familiar with this, this is where, I don't know, maybe this is just a morbid Southern thing, but they have the casket open and the body of the person, Mm -hmm. and basically that person's loved ones stand around and all their friends come up and say they're sorry and stuff. I think it's extremely morbid and and strange. It is, is. but yeah, it's a Southern thing, I think. But I mean, I believe it comes from traditions of wakes yeah exactly where you would also get loaded while you did that which, which this definitely is needed. way more fun yeah i mean they had a gg uh, allen had a wake oh people yeah. were pouring whiskey all over his dead body <laughs> and a uh, woman and I'm i sure i, I believe worse. i read that a woman got up on him and simulated sex that sounds on, about on right. his corpse so that's fun he would have liked did any that of that way. happen at none zero wow that's a shame. <laughs> shocker right <laughs> i'll tell you what though man like 
it lasted about four and a half hours. Like there was a line around the fucking building. Wow. Of people wanting to, to pay their respects to That's old, crazy. old Doyle. It was it was crazy. I've yeah. never seen a receiving a friend's last yeah. that long. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty amazing to see, you know. Overall, yeah. pretty cool to see how many people that guy uh, affected in their lives and so yeah, on. Yeah, that's really cool. The next day we had uh, the burial, which was out in Mohawk, Tennessee, which is about Mohawk, an hour from here. Tennessee, yeah, yeah, out towards Greene County. Whoa, okay. Way out in the fucking All country. All right, yeah. I woke up that morning feeling as though I should stay in bed. Hmm. You know, I just woke up feeling like really bad, but I was like, you know what? I need to pull it together. I need to keep my shit real for the family. Everybody, this is a time of mourning and loss. Just pull yourself together, Eller. And so we, you know, we drove all the way out there, and I'm still just feeling fucking terrible. It's early in the morning yeah. and stuff. And uh, after the after the burial, there's like a, there's like a, a you know church across the street from the cemetery, and they like made everybody like a big lunch and stuff. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of piles into the church. And it's like, well, go in there and get you something to eat. And I'm like, I think I'm about to throw up right now. Yeah. And uh, I I engaged in actually one of my ultimate fears. You did it? Which is throwing up at a place that's not home. Like being out somewhere. And throwing up. And throwing up. Yeah. I did it. I've been there. I fucking puked in a church. I mean. Pretty metal. If that you, is, if you ask I me. was going to say, that's pretty fucking metal yeah dude it's one of those things that like anytime i don't know it's like if you're at home and you start feeling bad and you start feeling sick there's just kind of a certain like safety net that you have where right you're like, well if i need to i'll just yeah. run to the bathroom and or, if i puke everywhere i'll clean it up yeah exactly and nobody will know about it yeah yeah but anytime i've ever been out in public somewhere especially if it's at you know let's just say a high priority event Right. Even if it's just like a fancy dinner or something sure. like that. And you start feeling bad for whatever reason. Like to me, there is nothing more, I don't know, vulnerable and humiliating than being like, hi, I went to your thing and I, I got uncontrollably ill. Yeah. That's like seriously a phobia of mine. And I know yeah. that that's totally irrational because it is. Nobody would. You can't control that. Right. Who cares? And nobody would be like, you remember that asshole who puked at the funeral? That guy that had the flu? Fuck that what a guy. shithead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why it's an irrational fear of mine. Yeah. But, but it is. Hmm. And I did it. And you did it. Yeah. Well, you've confronted the fear now. I've done it. Did anything bad happen? You know, no, not really. Honestly, circumstances couldn't have been a, a lot better. Because actually, you know, going into the restroom at this church, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, because there weren't doors on the stalls. Right. There's a little tiny men's room. There are no doors on the stalls. Stalls are just open. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to run in here and start ralphing. And there's, I'm going to be puking between some dude's legs who's sitting on the commode, you know? <laughs> But the whole time I was Puke in there, yeah. <laughs> now that's fucking metal. Nah, that was metal. That's metal, especially if it's like the preacher. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, just at the time where I happened to be starting to get sick, there happened to be nobody in there the uh-huh. entire time. Wow. I made it. You know, all uh, I played it cool. I came out of there and I was just like, well, all right, guys, how's everybody doing? You know, hmm. kept it real all the all the way until we got yeah. home. And then I proceeded to get worse and worse. I wow. had the most sudden onset. I don't know if it was like maybe the type B flu. Sure. Perhaps. Is that a thing? Yeah. because Flu this, type B. Yeah. There's type A, B, and mm-hmm. C. 
and like the symptoms of type B were that it just it hits you like really fucking fast mm. and it did I mean the whole thing onset within a couple hours it was insane it was like fuck you yeah you have a the flu uh-huh and but, I mean think about this it made you confront your fear of puking in public. It did. And now you can just go puke in a church anytime you want. No big deal. Yeah. Not that big Show of a deal. Show up at a funeral. Maybe not even a funeral of somebody you know. Yeah. Just, hey, it's going to pop up y'all. Blah. bathroom. <laughs> Wasn't so bad. Moving on. You know? Yeah. I proceeded to get sick the rest of the day and just basically spend the next like three days uh, in bed. Like seriously, just in bed, sleeping it off listening to podcasts yeah. uh, or just music or whatever just drifting in and out of consciousness yeah not eating it was awful that it was sounds awful. horrendous it was i don't recommend it you don't want no part of this shit do we? okay you don't want no part of this shit should but. we stop kissing i'm good now no we're oh, fine okay. now Ooh. yeah now Sweet. a couple of days ago yeah that would have been a, a no lot of people zone. don't know but in between every single word we're kissing yeah it's just, obviously mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I have to edit them all out. Yeah, yeah. Well, most <laughs> you of should them. hear before the edit. Show. Oh, it's re- it's like an ASMR fucking podcast. Hey, maybe we should release that ASMR. That gets a lot of hits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve, I'd like to raise a toast to our Let's dearly departed homies that have left us here on this uh, on this somewhat cool earth. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to raise one from the private estates of the notorious RDM, Roger Dean Miller. He gifted us with these uh, Stardust to Stardust Imperial IPA from North High Brewing Co. Yeah, he he really was talking this up. Columbus, Uh, Ohio. Yeah. He's always bringing us those Ohio brews, trying to let us know. And uh, RDM has said, and I agree with him, that... We need to make a video where RDM takes us to Cleveland and Agree. we drink beer. Agree. I'm I would on, love that. Very on board with that. Yeah. That sounds great to me because the, especially like platform. Oh yeah, is the beers that we've had. Like seriously, every platform. It's like Lagunitas. Yeah, every all single of them are platform beer is good. I'm excited about this one. Roger was hyping this one yeah. up a lot. It's an 8.8% ABV Stardust to Stardust Imperial IPA, and it's. The Stardust is the Star Wars font. Yeah, yeah. And it, the can is completely black with stars, but the font is all C3PO color, sort of copper. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited about really it. I poured cool. it into a mason jar, and it is a nice, dusky, cloudy, very hazy orange color, Ooh. which is one of my favorite IPAs. Is that awesome? Yeah. Some of my favorite colors for an IPA, so I'm excited to try this. Wow, wow, wow. Hold up. That's hooking you up yet good. It smells fantastic. Like, I can smell it from inches away from my face. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. This is... uh, Oh, holy shit. That is killer. Yeah. This is more... I think this has just one sort of single strong flavor at first, but then like... Ooh, that's good. It's it's also real creamy and kind of, you know, orangey. But after that second drink, man, oh, it really good. has a lot of flavor to it. Uh, that is incredibly smooth, especially for 8.8. It, you know Ooh. what? It reminds me a lot of some of the stuff we get from Pretentious. That's true. Like if, yeah. if I was blindfolded and somebody said this yeah. came from Pretentious uh-huh. here in Knoxville, I would actually believe them. Yeah, I'd believe that for sure. It kind of tastes like some of the um, trendy series mm-hmm. stuff a little bit. That's what I was thinking, the trendy AF. Dude, Ooh. that is awesome. Yeah, And again, like I've said before, a lot of times with the Imperials... You get such a high alcohol and sugar content that you lose the hops yeah. and the funkiness and stuff. 
that funk's still there. Oh, that's what I like. Is like whenever you can get all those contents of sugar and alcohol mm-hmm. high, but it still is hoppy and funky yeah. and all that. Damn. Dude, this is awesome. This is one of my favorite IPAs that we've ever had on the show. Yeah, it's great. Holy shit, that's good, man. Well, Steve, in between all this oh, death and sickness and illness, what have you been watching? You been watching anything good? I have, and I, I got actually this reminded me of something that I wanted to ask you about. Well, and we'll get to it in a second. All right, then. Um, but I watched Russian Doll this week. So I don't know anything about it, but Kate just showed me mm-hmm. a preview for it, and yeah. it looks kind of like Happy Death Day to me or something. Well, Groundhog Day, yeah, would be yeah. I think a more apt comparison. Edge of Tomorrow. But but yeah, kind of happy death day-ish. So, Ish. But that, that's just kind of... I don't like. I don't know how to explain it. It's also okay. kind of a detective show. Sell, sell me on it. Tell um, me why I ought to watch it and what well, it Well, you should watch of. it because it's Natasha Leone playing She's awesome. herself. Okay. Basically. Which is uh, basically uh, if Peter Falk were uh, 1970s uh, 80-year-old Jewish woman. Now that is hard to imagine. And yeah, basically she keeps reliving. Well, if if she dies, she comes back in her world and basically has to figure out what's going on. Okay. Um but spoiler, by the end of the season, she doesn't. But, I figured, I figured, yeah. Um it is I don't want to say too much about it. I okay. just want because right, right. like yeah, yeah. I really think that once you start watching it, you'll be addicted like immediately. I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm watching all of this tonight. Awesome! It's eight episodes, so it's like I think they're about twenty something minutes. So it's oh, okay. About four hours. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of watching, and I was man, I was just immediately immersed. Really interesting. It, it really like it does that thing where. You you replay scenes over and over and yeah. seeing it from a different perspective. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What else is going on? Which slowly reveals this sort of backstory. Yeah. It's really cool. That sounds dope. From the previews, like the visual style and stuff, looks uh-huh. really cool as it's well. It's awesome. Oh, it it looks that. great. Uh, Natasha Leone is so awesome. Yeah, I mean, she's she's awesome. she's awesome in everything, but she's she's super great in this. Cool. Sure. I'll definitely check it out, man. Yep. What else you seen? Um, I watched Tombstone. Yes, dude. No reason. Are you my Huckleberry? I am. I, I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, it's good to know. Um, I love that, that fucking movie so, so much. And you know what? Now, like, the older I get, the more I don't care that westerns can get real long. Yeah. And Tombstone actually is only like two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it I mean, it's a, it's a hearty movie. Yeah, it used to seem longer to me as a child, but now as an yeah. adult, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, all of this makes sense. All of this is necessary. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I want to say last time we talked about it, you were like, yeah, it's like 20 minutes too long. Yeah, I don't like think that. so now. Now I think... It settles in good. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it is kind of long. It's And you could probably... I'll put it this way. You could probably trim it down, but I don't know if it would make it better. No, I don't think it would. There's a lot yeah. of movies where it's like, yeah, it's longer, but it's not better. They jam a ton of story into that oh, two hours man, and ten dude. minutes. And all the characters are so yeah. memorable. And Val Kilmer is amazing. Dude, and Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. Sam Elliott. And oh. Bill Paxton. And Billy Bob Thornton just Billy getting Bob the shit Thornton. kicked out of him. Just getting treated like shit. There's so many people in that movie. It's ridiculous. It's how like playing people. cards with my brother's kids. <laughs> God, dude. Me and Andy uh, Andy would like quote yeah. that movie <laughs> fucking constantly, dude. Well, 
Bye. Skin that smoke wagon. See what happens. Yeah. I, I really love Curly Bill. That that yeah. guy, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he, he does so good. Like, he inhabits that character. I'll put it to you this way. Like, me and Wood quote that thing so much that there's a song on his new record that we just finished called mm-hmm. Smoke Wagon. Smoke Wagon. And it's specifically because that line uh-huh. where he says, skin that smoke wagon. See what happens. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? Stand there and bleed. Dude, it's just such a fucking badass movie. It's so awesome. Oh, in fact, it's, it might be Val Kilmer's best thing he's ever done. Yeah. It probably is. Yeah. Probably I is think the best so. thing he ever did. He's really good in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I love he, that he movie. He was Jim Morrison. Like He, he was phenomenal. Like, when I think that. of Jim Morrison, yeah. he that's him. Though, Jim Morrison's a little tiresome. So, um, I don't yeah. love the character as much as I love uh, him in Tombstone. I don't love it as much as I love this beer. It's amazing. Good God. It's so I just good. had another Each sip. drink is just better than the last. It is so fucking good. Jeez. I wish yeah. I, I wish I had a lifetime supply of that. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, Tombstone is is a 10, dude. Yeah, My favorite awesome. western. Of course, I'm not like a gigantic western mm-hmm. fan per se, mm-hmm. but that's that's my favorite one without a doubt. Yeah. So good, man. Um I don't know if it's my favorite. It's definitely in the top 3, okay. I would say. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I I really I don't know what it was. It was just on Hulu, and I was like, well, I'm watching that right now, I guess. So the Oscars were last night. Did you watch the Oscars? No. I don't I care about either. award shows. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It they, seems I mean, like we should, like, but... People, uh. people get all riled up about controversy about it, and it's like, you know that they do that so that you'll talk about it all year and get pissed about it, and yeah. then be like, let's see what they do this year. Maybe this year they get it right, huh? Yeah. No, they won't. They won't yeah. get it right. They'll intentionally get something wrong so that next time you come back, like that's there's no interest in it unless yeah. there's controversy. Yeah, it's one of those because it's just things. an award show. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing is like okay, there's awards that are giving that are given for things that are quantifiable. Yeah, like the Olympics. This guy sure. jumped the farthest. But even in the Olympics, you have stuff like gymnastics, which. Is is yeah has some technical scoring to it, but still a lot of it is can be objective. Objective, yeah. 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 But then you're talking about movie. You're talking about art. It's like it's like imagine yeah. if we got together every year and voted on the best Did you color know in the first <laughs> in the first few Olympics in the modern era that art and poetry and stuff were like included as part. No of No shit. Yeah. Because yeah. the original Olympic ceremonies would include those things. Really? Yeah, so there there were artists that had Olympic medals. That's so sick. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. But, you know, it's like it, getting together to say what is objectively the most non-objective best. It's ridiculous. It's just kind of dumb yeah. when you really get down to it. And it's like, what stake do you have in it at all? Just yeah. as a person who works a job and walks the streets to be like, my favorite movie won. I guess I win, too. No, you didn't. Yeah. What's the fucking matter? I do know that Black Panther won three uh, awards, including costume design, which I think they definitely deserve you know costume what? design I for sure. You know what? Black Panther for the first time since theaters the other night. Did you realize that it's awesome? It's fucking awesome. It is awesome. Like, and when people say that it's not that great, yeah. I always have to question their motives because I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie three times now. Yeah. I think it's great. It's I think really it's a great. really good movie. It really is. And I, I liked it more this time than I did whenever yeah. I saw it in theaters, actually. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if maybe it was just one of those things where I wasn't in the mood to watch a movie the first time Wait, I saw it. I don't know. Did you watch it after we watched Tales from the Hood? 
maybe you I learned did. your lesson. I might from have. Tales from you the might Hood. be right. <laughs> it might be like that. Because I mean, because uh, yeah, I mean, Black Panther has the social message that I don't think any other Marvel movie oh, really no, ever had. Not at all. No. I mean, like there always, there's always like the message of like, is it is might right, and uh, do they do they owe any sort of fealty to the government? I mean, that's what Civil War was completely about. Right, but yeah. those messages are kind of small in comparison. Yeah. And anti-war, definitely. I mean, the first uh, Iron Man is very anti, like, right. arms and stuff. Yeah. So it's cool to see that, that Black Panther won some stuff. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll still I'll be total devil's advocate here uh-huh. and say it's not as good as, like, Iron Man. That first Iron Man is really good. It's fucking awesome. But that didn't get nominated for anything because there was, like, yeah, no but, credibility yeah. for comic book movies Yeah, back there then. still isn't. I mean, like, I would say that Black Panther got in there because of the social message and because the Oscars wanted to be seen as embracing black film. Well, and, and thank fucking God, finally, Spike yeah. Lee won something. Exactly. I, I yeah. didn't know this, that in, in the entire time that we've been alive, it's like Spike Lee has been one of those luminary mega influential filmmakers and social commentators and public figures Mm -hmm. and i had no idea that guy had never won a fucking oscar yeah that's crazy that's insane yeah and it's not even just like oh he's a black guy that makes movies good for him it's like no he makes really fucking great really great movies he's made a lot of stuff that (laughs) is really really amazing And I had no clue that he had just been completely yeah. snubbed for any kind of critical attention. That yeah. blows my mind. So good for him. He finally won. I think it was best adapted screenplay for, for Black Klansman. Black I think. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I don't know why it took so long, but but cool. That happens a lot of uh, because like again, it's they want to be controversial. So DiCaprio gets nominated like a million times before right. he finally wins for The Revenant. Like, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, watch uh, Adam Ruins Everything is like an amazing show. It's like the the best replacement for MythBusters you're gonna get. Okay, uh, I've I mean, seen a few of them. Yeah, yeah, I watched this thing about like circumcision yeah. and a few other things that uh-huh. were pretty awesome. They're very awesome, and yeah. he, do, he has one. An entire episode is dedicated to the Academy Awards. Okay, or, cool. Or Hollywood, and there, there's like a whole segment on the Academy Awards, and it's like he, like there people have said vocally. Yeah, you, you pay for an Oscar. Like, you you send gifts to the voters. You throw them big parties and stuff. Like, uh, And uh, I think it was uh, Denzel Washington mm-hmm. said in his acceptance speech for his first Academy Award, like, something about, like, we paid for this one. Like, Shit. Like, Ugh. That, it, it, it's, not, it's not about uh, finding out who's the best. Right. It's about the show getting its controversy the show being seen as positive so they have to do like the social justice type of things mm-hmm. as well as they have to uh, appease conservatives with you know picking bullshit like d- didn't uh, what's that uh, Clint Eastwood movie with the fake baby and uh, Brad what? Cooper Brad Cooper Bradley Cooper American Sniper Oh, I never saw that. That, one, that I heard won that was awards. Just a propaganda movie. It is. I never it's saw just, it. That won awards for the conservatives. It was like, yeah, yeah. I we like, love this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So they just try to appease enough people and get enough people to watch. It's not about who's best. It's about what's best for the Academy Awards. Wow. And it's fuck that shit. No shit. Man. Not worth watching. 
And you know, it or arguing about it. It's weird right, when people argue yeah, about it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like ultimately as much as I know that all of these awards and acclaims and stuff like that are just 100% bullshit. Mm-hmm. I still can't help but be like, you know what? If I was Tony Collette and I had just worked <sighs> my fucking ass off on Hereditary and delivered one of the greatest performances exactly. of all time and not even get a nod. Not even get recognized for anything. For it. Yeah. I would be pissed. Yeah. You know, because it's like that is the standard. Uh-huh. The standard is getting recognized by the Oscars and yeah. getting that pat on the back, even though it's bullshit. But it's like, dude, the fact that Hereditary didn't get any attention is just it's, ridiculous. it's all the proof that you need. Yeah. That this is all horseshit, dude. At the very least for art direction or something, with Anything, all the, the miniatures and stuff like there's so much you could choose from, dude. Yeah. There's so much. But, you know, it's like we said before, uh, it's it's just insane that horror is such a yeah. valid genre with such yeah. a gigantic, extremely hardcore following uh-huh. that still, there's not a best horror category. Yeah, comedy doesn't get any appreciation either. I yeah. mean, when whenever... At least it has a category. Horror doesn't even have a fucking that's category. That's true, but there's it's always won by something that's not really funny. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it's yeah. like people watch it and they're like, well, it's not technically... A tragedy or an action movie or a horror. I guess this is comedy. Yeah, exactly. And it looks nice. Well, so. you know, fucking Jethro Tull beat Metallica for that fucking <laughs> Grammy. It's it's just that. It's just that all over yeah. again. You know? Jethro Tull known for their heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I wish that Hereditary would have won everything because that was definitely my favorite movie of last year. You know who won an Academy Award before Spike Lee? Huh? Triple Six Mafia. Oh, wait, was it Triple Six Mafia or Bone? Three Six Mafia is definitely Three won. Six Mafia yeah. for Hustle and Flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won an Academy Award before Spike Lee. That's right. That's crazy. That's right. That what the fuck? <laughs> Three Six Mafia. <laughs> God, dude, that's crazy. Well, you know, in between all this stuff and being sick and, and busy with all the funeral stuff, I've not really had a, a lot of time to watch stuff. Yeah. We've still been watching through Game of Thrones. And we're on season two right awesome. now. Awesome. And it, it, it is just so fucking awesome, dude. It's so awesome. I forgot how much killer shit happens in those first two seasons. Yeah. The first two seasons of that show are pure Call Drogo dynamite. doesn't make it out of, out of the first season. Yeah. But, yeah. like, he's so memorable. Like, yeah. In just a few episodes, mm. which, you know, he was only a minor he, part of all of them. Yeah. When he cuts out that dude's tongue. Oh, oh. dude. <laughs> Man, whenever he pours that molten gold yeah, on dude's a crown head, for a king. Holy shit. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's like the whole time before he does it, he's like looking at Khaleesi like, I'm going to kill your brother. Yeah, okay. This is about to happen. Yeah. And they're not talking, but you can tell. She's they're like, like, all right. She's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Go fuck for that it. guy. Oh, my God. That's like the most satisfying kill mm. of any movie probably ever. It is. It's so great. <laughs> it's so like, good, man. I, don't, I can't think of anything... Like the only thing similar to it would be that kill in the one X Men movie where Wolverine like shoved the adamantium into. I think it was supposed to be Lady Deathstrike or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then she just filled up with adamantium. That's and pretty sort cool. Of hits. That's pretty cool, yeah, that's but pretty neat. not nearly as cool as pouring molten gold oh, on someone's man. head. Well, because you can't spill blood. Yeah. Oh, so he's, fucking he's still cool. abiding by his code. <laughs> God, it's so good, man. But yeah, this first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones have just been fucking amazing. I'm really enjoying rewatching them all. I know that, you know, whenever we hit season four or so, I'm going to be like, okay, now begins the, the kind of trudge of just like uh, 
Khaleesi is going to be in these slave cities just kind of farting around for a while. And <laughs> you know what I mean? I really, I don't, I don't want Daenerys to take the throne. Yeah. I, I, I mean, her argument for it is I deserve it. Yeah, it's true. She deserves it because yeah. her, her she was father born into was. It. Yeah. Like, right. Fuck you. Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope Tyrion gets the throne. No, hmm. he's a spoiled little rich boy too. Yeah. <laughs> but he was treated like shit. But, and he yeah. was, he's obviously the smartest of the Lannisters. Though none of them are very dumb. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> well, I forgot too that here in season two, we get all those awesome scenes at Harrenhal with Arya yeah. and, um, uh, fucking Lannister, uh, or no, the 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 patriarch. Oh, Tywin. Tywin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and Tywin. That's so great. Where she's like his his servant yeah. girl. Yeah. But like he doesn't know who she is, but she knows who yeah. he is and stuff. That kind of cat and mouse they have. That's real fun. Oh, and I man, like there's so a good. theory that he does know who she is. I wonder. And he lets it play out. Yeah. Because there's I, all kinds of stuff that he does yeah. just to like kind of test her and see what she yeah. do. Like ask her like when he catches that she can read yeah. and stuff like that. Like uh. He knows she's lying. <clears throat> he knows, he knows. she's lying, but like he 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 probably would have seen her at some point. But she she's a young girl, and yeah. she's playing as she she's able to pull off convincingly for some that she's a boy. Yeah. So maybe he's thinking like, man, she looks familiar, right? But I can't place it. Yeah. Right. I've really been enjoying it, man. It's, it's been, awesome. It's been a blast really been enjoying this beer like i'm I'm, yeah, it's I'm great like halfway through and i'm already like getting sad about running out eventually <laughs> oh my god that stuff is amazing thank you so much roger all right now steve i, I watched I, okay i you got one more thing, thing. i got, okay. I got get something me. okay so i watched the force awakens okay um yeah. because i really like my mind was having trouble with john boyega in attack the block and john boyega in uh, Star Wars. They seem like two completely different people. Yeah, because yeah. he's a great actor. The Force, like yeah. I had to watch The Force Awakens again to be like, does he like is he Moses in Force Awakens ever? Nope. Right. He's a completely different character. Yeah, yeah. He he's a great actor. He did a great job, and he just seems so much. I don't know, more mature and. Mm-hmm. Uh, wholesome and all kinds of stuff. But it's stuff only like a couple in years in between. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like fucking a decade He's later. 19 in, uh, maybe 18 when they were, uh, filmed it, but 19 around this time. So Of Attack the Block? Attack the Block. Okay, yeah. Wow. Uh, but he's, he's playing 15. Yeah. Yeah. He's real good. He did a good job. Anyway, so this made me, and I had already been thinking about this, but this made me think... Uh, I want to rewatch Star Wars. Yeah, the Star War. Find out about it now. If you're gonna rewatch Star Wars, yeah, you got to get creative. Okay, because uh, there's no there's no reason why you would sit down and watch one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, you mean like normies do? There's no reason to do that. Okay, all right. Because that's uh, that's not. Uh, there's no story to that. All right. So there's this order called the Ernst Rister order. Okay, I've heard of this, uh-huh. but I don't know what it is. Okay, so, so what's I the have, logic here? I have done this before. The logic of the Ernst Rister order is that the story is about a father and son. Okay. And so a good movie starts in the middle of the action. The middle of the action of this father-son story is Luke is alive and he learns about the Force. 
Right. So you start with A New Hope. With episode four. Yeah, episode four. And then you go on to Empire Strikes Back. That continues the story you're already watching. You're already there. Okay. And then you're like, let's peel it back. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back ends with the reveal that Darth Vader is his dad. Now let's find out about that motherfucker. Darth Vader? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, there's a variation on the Ernst Rister Order called the Machete Order where you just take out Phantom Menace because it really doesn't add anything to the story of the father and son thing. Okay. But the Ernst Rister Order includes it. So you go back and you watch one, two, three. So you've done four, five, one, two, three. You go four, five, one, two, three. It's like a long flashback. Yeah. And then you come back to six. Now, I've done this. And when I did it, um, it it did make the prequels better. Huh. It made them make more sense. Okay. Because you then see that the the stuff that Darth Vader does in the original trilogy, yeah. he is very uh, whiny and okay. um, he impulsive. Okay. He doesn't make good choices. Kind of like Anakin. Yeah. yeah. So like the when you see him as Anakin and then you come back to Return of the Jedi and you see the way he acts, he's acting like Anakin. Like he's still this like impulsive, impetuous, like fighting against his master character. Hmm. He hasn't he hasn't changed at all. The the progress of him is just that he's become evil but still pulled back to the light side of the floor. Lost some limbs. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, I've already done that, though, Ben. So, what are you going to do now? <laughs> so, I, I got to figure this out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it in timeline order, Ben, but this timeline could take order, okay. months because the timeline includes... The cartoon Clone Wars. Okay, which, which is uh, I've never watched, but I've heard six good seasons about. long. Wow. It also includes uh Solo. Okay, um, that would fit somewhere in there. And yeah, Rogue yeah. One. Uh-huh. It also includes Star Wars Rebels, which is a cartoon. Okay. And Star Wars Resistance, which is a cartoon. Are you gonna play the video games too? Well see, those aren't uh Not those canon. aren't canon anymore. Okay, yeah. that's right. That's right. That, okay. This is the only reason why I'm thinking of embarking on this and I want some feedback from our listeners who have seen the cartoons. Mm-hmm. On whether or not the cartoons actually add to the story of the movies. I've heard that they're cool. I have heard that they're cool. But, but do they add to the movies? Do they, yeah, yeah. I know that Clone Wars actually occurs between episode two and three. Okay. So the six seasons of that show make the jarring move from two to three make more sense, I guess. Okay. But I don't know. That's cool. So if anybody has seen these mov- or these shows, let me know if I need to watch them. And I, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to watch the timeline, and then 9 comes out in December. So yeah. hopefully I can time it up where I sort of end it there. And That then sounds awesome. I'm interested in everybody's... Because imp- <laughs> like, if I can skip like some of Clone Wars or something. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's like, seriously... That's like, hours and hours and hours of your life. Yeah, like yeah. 12 to 15 episodes a season. Like, oh gosh. That's a lot of yeah. shit to watch. I just want to watch Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe you get into it and find you really like it. I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah. Anyway. That's an admirable goal, Give me Steve. your thoughts, guys. Let us know on the on the, the Facebook page or right, hit us let up me know anywhere. an invite to the Discord that we yeah, have yeah, now. Yeah, if you want an invite. Uh, first off, it's already up on on the Facebook group. You can just search Discord and it'll it'll pop it up. Yeah. 
But you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. I'll send you the link. Or you can uh, hit us up on Instagram anywhere. Yeah. Just let me know if if I can skip any of this or if I shouldn't. Maybe I should watch it all. Maybe I need to see everything. Let's find out. Let us find out. And you know what? While we're doing our usual barrage of announcements, I usually wait till the end of the show to say this. <laughs> Please do go and rate and review the show on right. iTunes. And review on iTunes. Please do. It really helps us out a lot. I put out a little... Uh, a little request on Instagram last week, and we uh-huh. garnered a handful of great reviews yeah. on there. I really appreciate that. Uh, we're over a hundred now, which is fantastic. But yeah. the more the merrier. It helps us show up in those uh, searches, and yeah. top ten lists, and stuff like that. So please do rate and review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. It really does help us out a ton. Ain't asking for a dime. Please help us out. Now, Steve, this week go, go. I also happened to watch mm-hmm. a little pellicula called. Attack the Block. Oh. And I'm going to tell you what. I don't know a lot of people that have seen this movie. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting thing to me because I remember when this movie came out, all the hype uh, that I was reading around it. I watched it as soon as I got the chance, which was yeah. after it came out on DVD in 2011. Yeah. Um, and... It's crazy to me people haven't seen this movie. It's got to be one of the more underrated movies that I think that I have seen in a really, really, really fucking long time. Yeah. It's it's hard to call it a straight sci-fi movie or a straight horror movie. It is in that sci-fi horror. Yeah, if it's in that zone. Yeah, definitely. It's also got some good comedic elements. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got some black comedy for sure. But, you know, whenever I was watching this, I just started thinking about, you know what, man, what are some other motherfucking underappreciated underrated horror movies that I have seen in my time here on the earth so Steve I think before we get into our review portion of the show how about we just slide slide a slippity slide on in to the preview palace welcome to the preview palace coolio and talk about some of our most underrated horror flicks of all time let's name about a ten of them how about that that sounds fun to me all right, Steve. How about we kick Underrated this off horror. by talking about one of the ones that you selected here? That was the first one that All we right. came up with on our list. Never suggested this idea. All right. Um, well, one that I think gets overlooked a lot. Yeah. Uh, because maybe maybe people think of it more of a thriller or something. Could be. Yeah. Maybe. But there's no this, like supernatural. There's no monster right. or anything like that. Uh, it's the stranger. Yeah, the strangers. Yeah, I think Funny Games gets a lot of the credit that Strangers doesn't. I um, completely, a million yeah. percent agree. I think the Strangers is a way more uh, engaging, way more sinister, way darker. Yeah, because nobody movie. talks to the camera. Not that funny. I have no problem with Funny Games. I yeah, love it's Funny cool Games. Movie. I like but it. because he talks to the camera, it, it makes it less frightening and more. Uh, fun yeah. and light. Oh, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. But The Strangers, man, the thing about it that is so scary and so effective is there... I mean, th- this movie happens every day all over the world. Yep. Somebody gets murdered for no reason. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people just break into people's house and fuck with them and murder their loved ones and stuff yep. for no reason. Because you were here. Yep. Isn't that a line in the movie? Uh-huh. Where they're like, why? Because you were like, home. Because you were home. Yep. Yeah. It's like that... That to me is just that one line because you were home mm-hmm. is so much scarier yeah. than giving me the whole backstory of Son of a Hundred Maniacs or yeah. White Trash Michael Myers household. Like, yeah. 
how nihilistic and pointless that all is just to say, yeah, we're just doing this because you're home. Yeah. That's that, so much more cruel and sinister and fucked up to me. I think anybody listening right now who uh, loves The Strangers is thinking, what do you mean? It's underrated. Everybody I know loves it. Yeah. Uh, no. Like, no. Uh-uh. I, I don't see as much love for The Strangers no, as either. I would expect because yeah. the movie is perfectly tense and wonderful. Like, yeah. very scary um, and a nihilistic, very hard to deal with ending. Yeah, absolutely so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting that you have movies like, you know, that are even in that exploitation range, which... Mm-hmm. That might be the closest thing that yeah. this is a cousin of. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got that sort of last house on the left feel a yeah. little, but with no rape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's like it's not a, a rape revenge thing, but it's like mm-hmm. if you're talking about, I know a lot of horror fans are really huge, um, you know, supporters and fans of movies like I Spit on Your Grave, yeah. and Last House on the Left, and stuff like that, which are just about human suffering and yeah. revenge. It's like this movie doesn't even get to the revenge. Yeah, part. you don't get the revenge. It's just, you just about, get the human suffering yeah. and no consequence. No, huh? Yeah. It is so fucking bleak. Yeah. That's that's the word that I would use to describe bleak. it is bleak. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It, it's odd to me that more horror fans don't flip out about this one. Yeah. I think that it's utterly terrifying. Utterly. Utterly. Because again, terrifying. it could it could happen. Yeah. And yeah. It does. And it, does. Yeah. it does happen. Yeah. Really, really awesome flick. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Now, next on our list is one that I want to talk about here that was uh, an early-ish episode of our podcast. We've we've spoken of its virtues and praises many times here on the show. I'm talking about one old classic from our main man, J.C., a Jonathan Carpenter. Jonathan Carpenter. It's a flick that's called In the Mouth of Madness. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Carpenter has a few underrated movies but i would say in the mouth of madness is the most underrated yeah for sure yeah i mean you know if first appearances were to judge i would say the thing is the most underrated because people hated it when it came yeah, out yeah but now it's now considered it's, a classic yeah, yeah, yeah exactly but the mouth of madness has still not hit that status yeah. yet it's it, yeah it's got a cult following but it's just not it's not caught on with everyone in the way that it should it is so yeah. ahead of its time yeah. and so like different yeah i think that it's just almost it, it's one of those ones that you really do got to invest a little bit of work into thinking about what you just saw yeah you know and, and maybe somebody that's just going in for a you know shock scare, and gore yeah. and stuff like that maybe maybe that's not their cup of tea but yeah this movie deals uh, as we talked in depth on our episode about it, about just the the futility of you know, if everything is predestined and predetermined yeah. and you're living your life out, you know, as a character in a book or uh-huh. as a human being in, in yeah. God's plan or whatever, right? just how futile it yeah. all really what is. is. What is anything? Like, yeah. every, all the horrible, horrendous things happening in your life and there's no escape. Yeah, exactly. It's just your fate. Predestined. Yeah, yeah, it's just how it is. And it's also got that great Lovecraftian, uh-huh. fucked up feel with and the, the Sam monsters. Neil being awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, the old man on the bike. Oh yeah, it's That's one of my so favorite weird. like images in in horror. Mm-hmm. So fucking weird. He won't man. let me out. 
Oh, yeah. dude, it's so weird. It's really good. Even them like driving in the car, and suddenly the car is like not on the road anymore. Uh-huh, they're just, just floating the window, in the clouds. Like, like what? And then hit the the bridge, and it's daytime. Yeah, yeah. that it really messes with time and space in a way yeah. that horror movies don't do enough. I because like it's so jarring and and sets you already in this world where you you feel like you don't know exactly what's gonna happen yeah. at any moment. And Real it just interesting. seems so so helpless. It's just like being a rat in a maze or something. Yeah, you know, I love it. I think that movie is fucking brilliant. I it's think a that's great amazing. one. Yeah, definitely watch it. Listen to our episode on that one too. If you want some more deeper yeah. insights about that thing, I remember that was that was real early. That might be like yeah. even before episode ten. I was gonna say that it might, might be, be a single first digit. Ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really love that one. What's next on our list here, Stu? Uh, this is another one we've done. Yeah. Uh, and it's by Mr. Osgood Perkins. Oh. Black Coat's Daughter. Yes. Which just came out two I'm, years ago. Yeah. Because like, like movies like, say, uh, The Babadook or The Witch, yeah. like, they get their their uh, time with the horror crowd. Everybody's like, yeah, those are great. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, aside from getting all the critical praise, they also are appreciated by horror fans. Yeah. But you just meet so many people who've never even heard of Black Coat's Daughter. Yeah, uh, I have hardly met anybody who's yeah. ever seen it. It's like pretty much everybody that I know that has seen it has watched it because I've been like, oh, you need you to, have to watch, watch this it. movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like I don't know a lot of people who have just independently watched this movie on their own, and I have no idea why. Yeah, I have I no know. idea why. Like I was entranced from... Uh-huh the instant that I started it. Everything about it is amazing. The yeah. acting's amazing, the the directing, cinematography, the writing, all amazing. The 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 music in it. Soundtrack is so great. Awesome. Yeah. And there's just so many memorable mm-hmm. images mm-hmm. and sequences that happen throughout the movie. Yeah. Great performances too. Yeah. Some really 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 good stuff. Man. Very small cast. Uh-huh. Not not a lot of people. It's got yeah. that sort of, you know, uh that shining feel to it yeah. we're sort of separated snowy yeah uh i mean it has some direct homages to the shining yeah in yeah. the costume design like it it's so good and i, I don't want to talk too much about it for yeah, anyone I was, who I was hasn't gonna seen say, it yeah it's like, like i want to talk about it but yeah yeah go go watch it if you haven't seen it it is so it, it deserves to be in the conversation with like Hereditary, The yeah. Witch, The Babadook. Uh, it, it follows. follows. Yeah. Yep. Deserves to be in that conversation yeah. with these great independent horror movies that have been coming out in the yeah. past few years. Yeah, I was going to say, easily one of the greatest horror movies that's come out in the past 10 years, yeah. if not 20 years. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. It's one of those that I'm just constantly in the mood to, to watch oh, that yeah. movie again. Yeah, I can pull that one up anytime. You know? Uh-huh. It's uh, it's really, really fucking amazing. All right, Steve, number four. Number four. On our list right here. Again, another one that we did really early on in the early days of this show. I think one of the most underappreciated horror flicks of all time, and this is a lot more mainstream than some of the ones we oh, talked yeah. about, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's yeah. Revenge. It added so much to the lore. Yeah. Everybody shits on it. Everybody shits on it. Everybody yeah, shits on it. Because it's so different. Yeah. Like, after, you know, because three comes next, and yeah. then Dream Warriors defined how every single movie after that was. Like all yeah. of them were 
copies of Dream Warriors, basically. Yeah, absolutely. You got unique kids who have unique fears. Yeah. That's how they're going to die in their dreams. Let's pick them off one by one. Yeah. And Freddy one gets in, more cartoonish and quippy. Yeah, one and two are these completely different type of movies yeah. with, uh, you know, one is Wes Craven, absolute master of horror yeah. and uh, amazing. Yeah. One is so good. One is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Two is made by someone who had no interest basically in the movie yeah and written by a man who filled it with gay subtext yep um and it it brings like a refreshing different new view of elm street that you don't i think to appreciate part two actually you have to go through the entire series you have to see how it stagnates and becomes sort of a Repetition, yeah, and then go back to two and be like, "Oh, this was so yeah. different." What if they tried something different mm-hmm. instead? Yeah, it's like, what if the way that Freddy as a dream demon uh-huh. affected people was to kind of like possess someone and make them sleepwalk? Yeah. That's a great idea. It is. That's really fucking cool. It's real cool, and it plays out great. And the design of Freddy is it's different in that one. Yeah, um, and and looks great. It's the uh, only one I think. Well, does he does he have the the flesh claw in New Nightmare? Yeah, he has that New Nightmare. Yeah, yeah where the knives yeah. come out of his fingers. Yeah. So yeah. this one has that, and then that one has that. But you know, everybody busts his balls about like, oh, it breaks all the rules. What fucking rules? Yeah. How are there rules? It's the second part. Yeah. Well, and also too, <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> the thing that everybody always gets their shit in a wad about is that. He shows up at a pool party and is throwing lawn chairs and stuff. It's yeah. like, okay, well, in the first one, he shows up yeah. and gets home alone. Yeah. And how about in the <laughs> third one, everybody's fucking favorite, Dream Warriors. When he shows up again. As a Jason and the Argonaut skeleton in a junkyard yeah. and fights a cop. Mm-hmm. What? How is that not breaking your fucking yeah. rules? Also, he it's shows up stupid. in the clouds as the as he's puppeteering the the kid, and the other kids see him. Yeah, he's like, there. He's what? outside of the dream world at yeah. that point. Yeah, somebody please explain to me what the Freddy rules are because yeah. they have never ever clearly yeah. been set in the, stone. Those those rules are the repetitiveness of four through seven. Yeah, I guess. yeah, exactly. They're, those rules are just that repetitiveness yep. where they they just, fall asleep. Now they're in trouble. Yep. They fall asleep. Now they're in trouble. Yeah. And the yeah. trouble is going to be something associated with a line they said earlier. Like, yeah. I don't like cockroaches. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, like you said, playing around and dabbling with like, well, what are elements of sleep? Yeah. Sleepwalking. Cool. Yeah. Maybe possesses somebody in their sleep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And two, like the way that this movie plays around with the notion of self-identity, especially when it's concerned like sexual identity and Uh stuff, was way ahead of its Uh time. How denying who you really are could turn you into Uh a a monster. monster. Yeah, Yeah. your normal and natural desires become monstrous as you suppress them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like the way that this movie dealt with that was honestly way too early on and and way Mm. too ambitious. I think Maybe. for for the time period and for the second installment in yeah in in a and series for the audience probably because oh, without a, a doubt I mean yeah. there would have been kids in the audience who were like identifying with it for sure yeah but most of the kids in the audience would have been like when does where's the blood like yeah. where's the kills exactly yeah. And it has those, just yeah. they're not as uh, they're not as pronounced as maybe in sure. all of the movies that come after. But you know, it's cool too because we get to see the only non-scream queen 
star, the only male lead yeah. in an Elm Street movie. Yeah. But and I think it, that you can only appreciate slasher, that. Slasher, really. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the only. But I think you can only appreciate that if you'd have had a series of female leads, right. and then yeah. you get to the male lead, and you're like, wait, uh, what is this now? All right, so now we're coming up with our own order for watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is like Street. that. Yeah. It's like that, man. Watch all of the movies, then go back and watch two. People shit on two all the time. I, I don't understand it. I think it's a really cool, very progressive, mm. interesting flick. Again, listen to our episode in that. We've got a lot of yeah. a lot of thoughts on that. Was that was way back in the day itself. Yeah, it was. What do we got for number five on this list, Steve? <laughs> I, we didn't choose these because we've covered them. Yeah. We know they're underrated because we've covered because them. We've covered them. Yeah. The Burning. Yeah. One yeah. of my all-time favorite camp yeah. slashers. Came out the same year as, was it uh, Friday the 13th Part 2? Was that right? Uh, no, it came, it came out in uh, the same year as Part 1, part I believe. Part 1, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, and so they're very, they have some similarities Yeah, that were sort of... It also has similarities to another movie that came out around that time called Madman. Uh, yeah, and everybody was kind of on the same wavelength around that time, basically, of right. Camp Slasher. Yeah, but yeah, the burning. I mean, Tom Savini left. He didn't come back to do. Sh- oh wait, you're right. It was okay. two yeah. because Tom Savini did the special effects That's in right. one instead and, of doing, and then came back, uh, came to the burning instead of doing part two. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, Jason's not alive. Yeah, it makes what? no sense yeah. that Jason is left. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's but right. But then he came back for four, which we will do soon. <laughs> oh, which is so and good. And it's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. so good, man. Um, so good. Yeah, the burning is all about the the Cropsy myth about mm-hmm. uh, a, a camp. A uh, child killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah ba- like Maybe the, a diddler. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's got something going on. The kids all hate him, obviously. Yeah. And then they try to play a prank. They maim him. Which and- is basically yeah let's set him on fire set him on fire (laughs) um and he comes back to exact his revenge on them and it's it's seriously everything that you want when you think of an 80s camp slasher it is just brutal kills and boobs and silliness (laughs) and machismo yeah a lot of that yeah and jason alexander and fisher steven yeah so What's not That's to fun. like about that? And Holly Hunter. Lord, yeah, yeah, Holly Hunter's in Holly it. Hunter's yeah. in there, too. It's great. Uh, awesome Wait, soundtrack, isn't Holly too. Hunter in Blackwood's Daughter, too? Is she? Or is that... That's someone else. Okay, or, so she's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> but The Burning is, is one of those ones that I... You know, there, there's problems with it, obviously. You know, there, yeah, a, a, lot oh, of the yeah. fe- a lot of the female roles and stuff, very problematic. There's well, some very, it's, like, it's a Weinstein stuff. movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's Harvey Weinstein's, like, vision. Yeah. And honestly, it'll give you some insight into who he is as a dude, honestly. Like, yeah. Watch it, and you'll be like, ah, I see. Got it. Anybody out there who's like, I don't get why Weinstein's such a bad guy. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how you don't get that. But watch The Burning and think, this came from Harvey Weinstein's brain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) But uh, you know what? Even though it has its problems and stuff, it's just still like... It's so great. I think when I was eight, if you asked me to imagine what a camp slasher was like, it would have been The Burning. Yeah. Man, it's worth watching for the fucking Raft Massacre scene alone. Yeah, Tom Savini so great oh my god dude god he's so great but you know again it's like i know a ton of of horror fans that have seen don't know it yeah yeah they well, i didn't know it Friday until 13th. like you started talking yeah. about it yeah and then we watched i watched it 
leading up to, but we watched it last year yeah. for Camp Dead and Lovely, uh-huh. which we're going to do again this year. I'm already excited. And then probably never get to do again because we'll be out of camp. Just flashes. about out of them. <laughs> Unless we just do a month of Friday the 13th. And stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, uh, yeah, not enough people know about The Burning. And I, everyone should watch it. I tend to agree. Now, coming in at number six mm-hmm. is one that you selected here for yeah. the list, which is one that I, I have not seen, but it's one that you've mentioned many times here on yeah. the show. Well, it is it is a Kurt Russell Western. I like that already. Called Bone Tomahawk. I want to see that. Man, you need to see Bone Tomahawk. You're going to watch Bone Tomahawk, and when you watch it, you'll be like, why did I wait so long to watch this movie? I think that I will. I think that I will. It is a brutal... I've heard that it's fucking gory as shit. It is very gory, and like, doesn't... It doesn't waste any time with explaining what these creatures are or why they're like what is happening. Just tosses you right in. Just tosses you right in, and it's like, what in the fuck is that? Somebody has told me that there is a there's like one particular kill yes. in there that's just like unfucking believably unbelievably brutal. Unbelievably brutal. Oh yeah. man, I can't. Yeah. I guess I'll probably know it when I see you it. Need, yeah. Oh, you'll know immediately. <laughs> you'll be like, if there is one more brutal than this, I'm not sure I'll watch it. Damn, dude. It's Holy very shit. brutal. I guess it probably gets overlooked because it's, it's a western, right? Yeah, it's a western, but like, Kurt Russell, like, we're not talking. Snake talk- Pliskin. He's fucking Snake Pliskin. Like, yeah. why aren't people uh, more cognizant of this fucking movie? It's so good. Uh, it's got Patrick uh, Wilson. Okay. Who's yeah. also amazing yeah. and everything. Um, I can't remember some other. There are other people. Oh, uh, what's his name from Lost is in it, right? Okay. Well, the Hurley, the guy, the Hurley, the guy think, with the numbers. I think Matthew Fox is in it. I'm not positive. Hurley might be in there. Okay. And then that bird he saw that we never found out why it said his fucking <laughs> that bird. name. What? That bird said my I name. I forgot about and that. And then they were like, oh, fuck. Never why did we write that? <laughs> <laughs> why did they write that? Uh, but yeah, man, Bone Tomahawk. Like, you it's don't have watch. to like Westerns to like it. Okay. Like, yeah, I was wondering about that. Um, if you're not a Western person, I would say if you like maybe The Devil's Rejects. And you want to see what it would be oh. like to be on the other side of that. Okay. To be the, the lawman. Holy shit. <laughs> but, that sounds uh, rugged. Yeah. But the family isn't human and they don't speak English. But they're okay. very brutal. I like that already, yeah. man. Yeah. I recommend it. Like, If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, I don't know where it's streaming, but watch it as soon as you can. Well, I'm going to follow your movie that I've not seen with a movie that you've not seen. Oh, shit. I'm going to follow this up with one that I'm going to add to this list called Intruder. I have not seen this. What is this? It is a slasher movie that takes place in a grocery store. And it is a fucking blast. Intruder. Intruder. I I so desperately want to do it on on the show sometime. And I want it to be your first time watching it. Like, I want it to be one of those. Okay. Because I just happened to stumble across it, you know, maybe maybe two years ago, I think. Uh And it was one of those deals where it was, you know, it was a Saturday afternoon. I had nothing I needed to do. And I was scrolling through, like, Amazon Prime. And, Uh you know, it was like, oh, here's here's an 80s slasher movie in a grocery store. It says it's got Ted Raimi and Sam Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's. 
uh, in he's it. an actor in it. And Bruce Campbell. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm on yeah. board. Uh, it turns out, like, Sam and Bruce don't show up until literally the last five minutes of the uh, movie. And they're like, just they're, like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, they're like two cops that arrive at the scene, uh, and that's it. Ted Raimi is in it a lot, though. Oh, okay. And I love a Ted Raimi. Yeah, Ted Raimi's great. Dude, it is almost like the most hyper aware, like, seeing in the crystal ball idea of an 80 slasher. It, like ever it's almost like the 80 slasher thing had started getting going and somebody was like you know what let's do a movie that would be like when they're parody- parodying what's going on right now 20 years from now mm. because it's way silly it's way stupid way over the top yeah it just feels you know what it feels like it feels like the lonely island made an <laughs> 80s slasher okay Sold. I want that. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. That, that sounds. I know. Awesome. I want that. That sounds great. Like, okay. I really. So, I right. just want them to remake Intruder. Uh-huh. Like it would be. I think the most they're doing thing. a movie soon. Like, oh, I think please. I read that that they. Oh, shit. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I would love it if they did, just like a, a like, dumb slasher. Oh yeah. Like basically, Hot Rod meets Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna love. Intruder, Intruder. you're going to love it, and and I honestly think that like the same way. And you know, I was vying to put the Wraith on this list. I know you were, my beloved Wraith. You love that Wraith, (laughs) (laughs) but like Intruder has such charm, and it's just so dumb, and it obviously like loves the genre so much, Uh and it plays around with all kinds of like really just fun silly like camera angles and camera tricks and stuff like that like you know how like whenever you watch the evil dead Uh and there's all these camera angles where you're doing a lot of weird shit yeah Yeah. you're just like what the fuck were they thinking yeah there's a lot of that in intruder okay where there's does it succeed like it does in evil dead or is it just like this is weird no absolutely it really really did i mean maybe not to the caliber of right of Evil Dead, I don't know, but there's some there's some awesome stuff. There's some shots that are from the perspective of a light bulb. Oh, yeah, and okay. you'll understand it when you see it. You'll Somebody's thinking on an Argento it. level. Yeah, kind of uh-huh. like that. He's kinda making like that. a pizza. Oh, though he's he's American, so I'm making a pizza. Walking here, in New York. <laughs> We're so good with our accents. Our accents are on par. Yeah, as we know, as we know. <laughs> yeah, so Intruder definitely one of the most underrated '80s slasher flicks that's of, awesome of all I, time yeah I, I actually will hold off on watching it until we do it so where are we at now number number ocho I think numero ocho numero ocho what do we got coming up next on our list here we got another little movie that we've actually covered well hey what do you know I think um, pretty much all these are ones we've covered from here on yeah, out yeah that's true <laughs> rate and review on iTunes uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a little movie that also involves Tom Savini Oh, and one Joe Spinell <gasps> as a maniac, 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 man, yak, man, yak. That's Ma- pr- that sounds like a Mongolian movie. Yeah, that is maniac. probably pretty dope. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. <laughs> yeah, maniac, maniac is one of the most depraved, disgusting, just gross movies I've ever seen. It is, and that's the thing that interests me about it is I've watched. Uh, especially when we did Maniac, I watched a lot of those sort of... I watched Driller Killer and stuff. Those yeah. other exploitation movies that came out around the same time. And Maniac is 
in in reality a good movie yeah uh it's gross it'll make you feel sick yeah but really well acted and you do believe the motivation of the killer like it oh, all yeah. it all comes together yeah. instead of just being for silly like uh for insane kills or yeah whatever. or to just show boobs or whatever it's, yeah it's got a real like demented heart to it <laughs> oh yeah no absolutely so now if i was going to sum it up in one word it would be grimy yeah grimy. it's just a Gross. grimy mm-hmm. movie about scuzzy a scuzzy is a word i think fits yeah, it. yeah dude it's like when you think about like mid 70s late 70s new, new york, york. Ugh, just and just pollution how and, and trash dirty. everywhere and yeah like ugh. nothing is clean everything's grimy yeah. everything's scuzzy 70s new york in the summer probably smelled like oh dude like paris smelled hilton smelled like a vomit took a shit <laughs> yeah. on a dead baby yeah like <laughs> just had to be just the fucking horrendous. worst dude yeah and this movie looks like that it does. It really does. And it's seriously just—it's like the main character is Joe Spinell mm-hmm. playing about the most convincing. Like, yeah. I bet you're a serial killer in real life. Man, he fucking goes I've ever for seen. it. Yeah, he's—he's he's just goes for it. He's disgusting. Mm-hmm. He looks like a fucking serial killer. Yep. Extremely, extremely believable. There's uh-huh. so much weird stuff in this movie dude like Real all the stuff weird. in his apartment it's oh, like oh god he's like an artist yeah that's the thing that's interesting that that really brings it home and makes him more like you can connect with him in some level and that's disturbing mm-hmm. that's real yeah. disturbing oh yeah and you also have a little bit of a sympathy factor with him too yeah but it's not like to that super weepy no. like Rob Zombie Halloween like feel bad for me right, kind of yeah. way it's it's I don't know it really treads a fine line uh-huh. between sympathy and also still being disgusted by yeah. what's happening it'll remind you maybe if you haven't seen it of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer yeah. but I think it's more disgusting I think it's beyond yeah. Henry and that's yeah. the one that I know always gets the acclaim and don't get me wrong it's he, a great fucking movie yeah, yeah. and, and, and Henry, Michael Rooker is amazing oh he's amazing yeah. and it has some really depraved grimy yes. stuff in it too that just yeah. it makes you feel like taking a shower for yeah. sure mm-hmm. Maniac makes you feel like getting pressure washed <laughs> like <laughs> blow my skin off like, please what's the use in ever taking a shower again <laughs> yeah exactly this will not me, wash off it just makes me want to put on a second layer of sweatpants <laughs> you know it's like eh fuck it. fuck it what's the point also has one of the greatest headshots ever yeah yeah, Ever. Tom Savini yeah. shot like just shotgun shot in the middle of New York City. Yeah, just food and stuffed into a fake head. Shrimp going everywhere. Yeah, and it, it was his it own. So he- good, and it was a replica of his own head. Yeah, which is super cool. Man, Tom Savini is great. You know, and I'll add a little, uh, a, a little addendum to that too Mm -hmm. that i would add on to this underrated list don't go into the house oh yeah that movie is the house it has an alternate title i can't remember but don't go into the house is the american title yeah what is the alternate one i can't remember remember. but yeah it it, that it's on the same level as maniac where it just for sure it just feels like Mm -hmm. you gave an actual psychopath 
the a money to make a movie and a yeah. budget and is like what would you like to see and he's like i don't know something where i burn people in maybe my house. i have a room that i burn people in yeah maybe it's about that yeah don't what? go to the house is fucking yeah. crazy weird we should do an exploitation month one one month that oh, would be fun just a grimy month just grime maybe yeah. it'll be like grime march or grime may that's <laughs> grime it grime may march. well yeah it'd have to be may because march we already got figured out yeah. so grime, grime may. may grime may oh dude yeah so if you're into grimy exploitation flicks definitely check out the original maniac the remake is good too but the og yeah. is just way grosser the remake actually uh it made me just i don't know like i i didn't like the way i felt watching the remake yeah i I felt like i was doing it because it shot pov yeah yeah and i didn't like the way that made me like watching maniacs like oh gosh this type of person exists Watching the remake was like, oh god, I'm this type of person. Yeah, right, right. And I was just like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I gotta take the, turn this off. Yeah, brutal. Um, anyway, yeah. So number nine. Number on our nine. List. Let's take it back to summer camp here. Yeah. And this is one of those ones that like, I know a lot of horror fans really do like. Yeah. So I can't say that it's like super hyper underrated. But I, it, it was also covering on how did this get made. Yeah, as like a why would anybody make this movie? Yeah, and like a lot of like a lot of people don't get yeah Sleepaway Camp exactly. And I've listened to a you know I listen to a lot of other horror movie uh, podcasts and stuff like uh-huh. that, and it seems like a lot of people just they watch it, they watch it entirely surface level, and they're like, yo, whatever, that was weird, you know? Yeah, what I they mean? like anyway. the camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that there is so much more going yeah, on. That movie with had this way movie. more. And I mean, it, we're saying it's underrated, and it is. But that movie was successful at the box office. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, under a million dollar budget and made a good bit of money. Sure. So, at the time, people went out to see it, and people horror movie audiences still watch it. But I don't think they get that it's not just dudes in crop tops yelling weird insults at each other yeah like it, there's a lot more going on about sexuality yeah. and about like gender identification gender. yeah like it's real interesting i like that movie a lot yeah i think that there is a very 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 dark and very bleak kind of undertone to that movie uh-huh. that a lot of people overlook uh, the, the ending of it uh, is one of the greatest endings of horror <laughs> of all time. It really? Holy is. fucking shit! Oh my gosh! Again, don't want. I don't want to spoil it. If you haven't, yeah, seen, if, if somehow you haven't seen it, just you watch just it. found our podcast because you were like love attack. You were like, you were like, bet, bro. Love attack the block, bro. Fam, let's listen to this podcast, bro. <laughs> we're so good at accents. Seriously, so like good. it's amazing. Um. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, go fucking watch Sleepaway Please. Camp. And if you just like it on a camp level or whatever, that's fine. But like, try to get it. There's more like, than meets the eye. There's a lot more to it, yeah. And if you've seen it and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Listen to our episode about yeah, it. Yeah, listen to our episode. We talk in depth about why we think it's way more uh, interesting than people give it credit for. Definitely. Number 10 on our list is yeah. going to be one of my... All-time jams that I watched for the first time uh, seven or eight years ago, and it's one that I watch every year. I fucking love this movie so much, and I meet horror fans all the time that have never seen it, and especially like fans of of, of you know late seventies, eighties horror flicks and stuff like that. Everybody should 
adore this movie. And once again, kind of like what I was saying about Black Coat's daughter, it's like, it seems like everybody that I know that's seen this movie, it's people that have told, you need to watch The House of the Devil. Yeah, I think you do. The House of the Devil is one of the most underappreciated uh-huh. horror flicks yeah. ever. We got pre-Lady Bird Greta Gerwig yeah. in a very minor role. Right. <laughs> we got Jocelyn Donahue. <laughs> Uh, not driving around on a vo- in a Volvo. I think she's in Volvo commercials. She's in a lot of commercials now. Is she really? Yeah, yeah. She's in uh, more power to her. Yeah. Uh, those things pay. She's in like a few car commercials and okay. then like a a Affleck commercial. Oh, Man. really? Yeah, but she's I wish great. She'd be in some horror movies directed by Ty West again. And me too. I oh wish, my god! I wish a lot of that would be true. Ty West would direct another horror movie, and that yeah. Jocelyn Donahue would be in it. I would be very, very, very because this okay movie with that. is so good. House of the Devil is like everything you want in an '80s horror movie. Yeah, but made in 2009, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It looks like a late 70s, early 80s horror movie. It was filmed on old-ass film yeah. stock from that time period. It's great. The like They did so much to make the costumes, the sets, everything fit the, the feel of the movie. And also the feel of the movie is Satan. Satan. Devil worshippers. Yep. Like, Which goes back pure to... pure Satan. That, that 80s satanic panic thing that we were all warned about when we were kids. Yeah. That satanic cults were out there yeah. and they were real and they were killing kids and all this uh-huh. stuff. This Flushing movie, them down the toilet and taking them to be molested. Oh, no. That, that's Pizzagate. That's way later. No, that was also in the satanic panic. Oh, it panic. came back for Pizzagate. Yeah. Pizzagate was like, hey, remember the satanic panic? That was cool. Let's oh. do that again. Uh, but Hillary this time. But Hillary did it this got time. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. It's almost like the original was a dry run by some sort of <laughs> propaganda force. I don't huh. know. What do you know? Huh? Mm-hmm. But yeah, House of the Devil is its like everything that you want when you think about an 80s occult you know babysitter horror yeah kind of movie it's it, it, got like 40 minutes of the movie that has no dialogue yeah I, just so much i love quiet intense yes like dude. tense moments but then the thing is that instead of doing that thing that some movies that just develop tension do where it's all about the tension it pays, off it pays off in like what the fuckery at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> just yeah. like shit hits the fan. Insane. Yeah. So great. And I know like, you know, a, a lot of people criticize this movie for those long stretches of time where it, it is kind of slow or not a lot of action is happening or whatever. Uh-huh. But to me, like the great thing is, especially about that, you know, middle 40 minutes of the movie where it's just her in the house is yeah. like, you, the viewer, knows she's in fucking danger. Yeah, we see stuff she doesn't see. Yeah, like, exactly. The for narrative. instance, when she walks upstairs and oh, she's on man. one side of a door, and then it lets us see what's, on the, see what's on the other side. side. And I won't, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it. But yeah. when you do see it, it it's one of the most brutal things I've ever seen portrayed oh, in shocking. a movie. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, bitch, get out of there. Get the <laughs> fuck out of there. she's all like, I got my walk, man, and I'm dancing. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> she's just jamming to the knack. Yeah, so great. It's great. It's interesting, too, because it's one of those... It's one of those rare movies where it's like, honestly, the narrative is what makes it scary. Like, mm-hmm. the like the narrative and the camera work showing us what she doesn't know yeah. makes it actually scary yeah you know because there's not really a lot of stuff on screen that's happening that's actually 
spooky. Yeah, there'd be no reason. It's like a girl in a house. Like you could you could just isolate a lot of shots from that movie and be like, whatever. It's a girl in a house. Right. Not scary. <laughs> but knowing what you know, yeah, fucking scary. It's it's frightening. And just to stay on uh, what apparently I'm calling my theme so far. Okay. Ty West directed a western called oh yeah in a valley of violence that i really enjoyed i've heard it's really good it has ethan hawk john travolta tysa farmiga and karen gillen oh, that tysa farmiga yeah i love Ooh. that tysa farmiga and i love karen gillen yeah yeah um, no doubt that one's a great one anyway yeah ty west is a great director like the innkeepers i think is also underrated even is awesome. by people who like house of the devil they see the innkeepers as like it it is a slow burn but it also there's a lot more going yeah. on in it it's not as it's not as like quiet intense yeah it's more like funny and some black humor and stuff and then it gets serious right near the end i like it a lot but it's man. still a great movie yeah the the leading chick in that is really fun super too. fun i yeah. like her a lot she's really yeah. awesome yeah so that's that's kind of our list of uh our, our, our first you know top 10 that we could think of that we think are really yeah. hyper underrated and steve i'm gonna add one more to this list that i what thought is of i can't imagine what it is as we were ma- as we were just discussing i thought of one more that i was like god diggity damn god diggity damn why did i not think to add halloween 3 season of the <laughs> motherfucking witch to this list must be the season of the weird because it's so Good. Eight more days till Halloween. 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 Mm-hmm. Dude, I love it. And yes, there is no Mike no Meyer in it. There is no Mike yeah. Meyer in it, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. Watch no. it as its own story about yeah. Halloween. Just cut the Halloween three part off. Assume that it's a movie called Season of the Witch. Yeah, just go with that. Yeah. And that, it, and that it exists in the same universes as Michael Myers. I th- That's actually ahead of its time in that respect where now yeah. you can you can have a director be like uh, acknowledging that like oh yeah I'll, like uh you know Edgar Wright the Cornetto yeah. trilogy yep. hot f- you know uh Hot Fuzz and and Shaun of the Dead and uh The World's End right they all exist in the same universe mm-hmm. though I mean it would be interesting to be in that universe where three people look like Simon Pegg and three people look <laughs> like Nick Frost <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Season of the Witch is awesome. Season of the Witch is great. I, it, it's so fun. Just watch it again. Don't go in expecting Mike Myers slashing some people up. Yeah, no. Go in expecting weird, weird, like Celtic conspiracy. I love it. <laughs> it's great, man. We'll cover that on the show one. Day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we're up to it. We did two already. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. we did. All right. Now, Steve, the subject of our show is an underrated movie of its own that is indeed attack the blah that may have been our longest opening ever yeah awesome i think home alone is oh like, right yeah because we were like fuck it it's christmas yeah like, fucking yeah this fun. Is, this like an party. hour like two hours yeah i think it is it's been like an hour of us talking yeah. about home alone it's a great episode yeah it is <laughs> well so the main subject of our show well, I'll say main a subject of our show yeah. <laughs> one of the subjects of our yeah. show it's gotta be attack the block which this was the first time that i ever watched this you yeah. suggested this for the for the show and i was like uh-huh. what's that well it's it's fucking attack the block man it is joe cornish uh joe cornish who co-wrote adventures of 1010 and ant-man Ant-Man. with edgar wright Mm -hmm. um it's his first movie that he directed 
And Coming out of the gate, way hot, by way the way. Way hot. Like, he, um, I, I watched a number of interviews with him yeah. uh, about it, and, like, that, he says that, that, like, uh, the great sci-fi directors came out real hot wow. when they hit sci-fi. So, like, Steven Spielberg, James Cameron. Like, James Cameron did Piranha 2, which some might say has sci-fi elements. Is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, but Terminator say. was his first sci-fi film, yeah. and he went fucking at it. Hyper-ambitious. Like, yes. And... So he decided, like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna try to do the thing I want to do. Yeah. And um, I think he nailed it, man. I, I think, think so this too. movie not only has the perfect action beats and yeah. the perfect sci-fi elements, but also the perfect elements of horror. In that those aliens do what the aliens in Alien do. Mm. In that they're mysterious looking. Yeah, you never have a sure clear what idea. you're looking at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's a good point. You yeah. see them a lot more. <laughs> you definitely. But do. when you do see them, it's not like all you see is their teeth, really. Right. Right. Which is frightening itself. Like, I know. why do their teeth glow? Such an incredibly simple design. Yeah. I want to talk about those character designs a little bit. But, but you know, basically, the the plot of the movie is that this takes place in is it South London. South London, yeah. Uh, down near Brixton, Brighton, near the Thames. <laughs> Always near the Thames, in it. That's right, in there. I'm so far south, I couldn't even hear Big Ben. <laughs> What time is it? Anyone? Oh, pardon me. How many bows? I just dropped my new castle down at the pub. <laughs> Am I right? They love that new castle. Yeah. That's how they that's how they do. So it takes place down in there and yeah, basically it takes place on a council estate and and what you should understand um if you're not if you're not an anglophile I'm uh, not. Is that a council estate is a project Okay, so it's like a housing project. project. It's a housing project. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this particular housing project gets alien invaded. It does indeed. By these aliens that the female looks like, I don't know, kind of like, kinda like uh, the, the snow cave thing in Star Wars, yeah, but like yeah, tiny. Kinda. Yeah, but small. Yeah. And no eyes. Right, 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 right. The males look like gigantic gorilla wolves mm-hmm. with yeah. glowing blue-green teeth. Yeah. And, again, no eyes. And right. they're 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 the blackest black. Like, yeah. no light reflects off of them. So, like, just looking at them is... It's a mystery already. Yeah, dude. Hyper, hyper fucking And cool. some, some kids who live in the council estate save everyone. But it gets interesting because it's not just kids. Like, if Steven Spielberg was directing this, it, it would, would be, just be kids. Exactly. It would be yeah. what you just described. Yeah, the parent, the, Steven Spielberg, parents in the film have to be absent. Exactly. For the adventure to occur. And the kids have to band together to do this. But yeah. this takes place in, like, the real world. Yeah, where there are also adults. Yeah, and and also too, there there are kids that don't really have a lot of parental figures around that are in kind of a gang of, they're they're a bit of the Odie culture. Yeah, there's some street toughs. Yeah, in it. Yeah, and so basically they're a street gang, and like they they mug a lady who turns out lives in the same uh, yeah. apartment housing project as they, they do. I, I can only assume it is just the doctor and she's forgotten who she is like that one episode with guess. David Tennant yeah because she's played by the doctor yeah herself right um 
Yeah, they mug this lady. And this is real interesting because... Um, and uh, I'm taking this directly from Joe Cornish. Yeah. But I, he talks about in one interview about the book Save the Cat, which is a screenwriting book that I'd say is probably one Save of... Save the Cat. Yeah, it's probably one of the top five most important screenwriting books. You need to read what if that you're write for the screen. What that is. Save the Cat. The idea is that... You have to show your character, your protagonist, doing hero business. Okay. So within your first 10 pages of your script, which is the first 10 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. you need to show your character doing something altruistic, heroic, brave. Right. Okay. Like saving the cat, which okay. is, is yeah. a microcosm of what they're going to be doing by the end of the film, which is saving the world or saving uh, the country or whatever. So in other words, they might, be, they might be a little bit down in the doldrums. Sure. They might be out on the streets, but, yeah. they're, but they're still representing some kind of yeah. inherent goodness yeah. or moral quality. They're showing us that we can believe in them. Okay, gotcha. This movie subverts that and does the exact opposite. Yeah. By showing our protagonist mugging a nice woman who did absolutely nothing. Right. To deserve it. Yeah. The, like, we can we can see Robin Hood taking money from people and be like, oh, he's still a hero. Yeah, he's going like, to give it to some poor little exactly. orphans or something he's like that. He's robbing from yeah. the rich to give it to the poor. In this case, it's explicit, explicitly said after they rob her that she's poor. Yeah, like, yeah. She lives in the estate housing with them. Yeah, she she's has a nothing nurse. in her wallet. Yeah, she's not getting paid well, um, and so there's nothing. There's nothing to like about them. Yeah, they're despicable. These young toughs from the council estate. Right, and, and at the start of the movie, you know, because the the mugging happens right at the start of the yeah. flick, and you're not even sure of like. Are they the main character, or is the chick getting mugged yeah, the main gonna character? Yeah, are we going to be watching Sam, or are we watching uh, Moses and the boys? Like, yeah, exactly. So you're just like, okay, well, maybe Sam's the main character, and something bad's yeah, happened to her. Yeah, because she's talking on the phone as the credits are sort of rolling, yeah. and then she walks up she's and like, gets mugged. She's like, oi, mugged. mom, I fancy a spot of tea. And she, does say, she says those exact words in that exact way. I know. Yep. I have it uh, documented. <laughs> But yeah, it's like at the first I've of the movie. I've landed in a spot of bother. <laughs> I have to call you back. I have oh. to ring you back. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> oh, bollocks. She says. She says. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's like at the first of the movie, you just got these kids being despicable, and then it turns out that, that Moses is the main dude in the movie. Yeah. He's like, the oh. guy we're watching. Um, yeah. And after that, the alien drops down as they're mugging her. And lands in a car nearby. Yeah, um, they ju- they try to fucking jack the car. It almost yeah. kind of reminded me of like that uh, the Tyrone Biggins Red Balls skit. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> like Tyrone Biggins, uh, Dave Chappelle. He was like the baby crying in the car uh-huh. that was locked, and he goes and like busts through the window, and then just like steals the CD player. Yeah. <laughs> not to save the baby. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's exactly it. They're not going to like help. Not trying to make sure everybody's all right. But yeah. They're thinking, oh, I could steal this car now because the windows are open. There's and an alien in here. There's an alien in there. Yeah. And then even more, disp- and this is interesting to me, is that the Double alien, whammy. We, yeah. we see it that it's ugly, but if this is E.T., that doesn't mean anything. Like, E.T. Right. is ugly, but we learn that he's loving and we can trust him. You know, it's kind of fun. Again, if this was a Spielberg movie, yeah. these kids, these hardened street toughs would have be been like, like, Oh, we're friends now. Oh, he's part of our gang. Yeah. 
and he would teach them morals and stuff. The, like the a backpack. Monster on their yeah. shoulder, drinking beer or whatever kind of. We're the monster squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, instead they try to kill it and then do and they kick they, it apart. They kick it apart. Yeah. Much like George Washington would. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and it's you. You don't like them. Like the sounds that the creature yeah. makes as they're killing you. It's like, oh. Oh, it's very oh, sad. This is man. not fun. Yeah. So you don't like these people. And then basically what you end up finding out is that all these other aliens start hitting Earth to try to exact right. revenge. Like uh-huh. they basically end up with this this female's pheromones all over them. Yeah. And the, the males are all trying to get to those pheromones. Yeah. They can't see. All they can do is smell. And yeah. they want to get it. Which is cool, like the whole notion, and let's let's talk about the creatures and stuff here a little uh-huh. bit too. You know, the notion that the creatures can't see is pretty interesting because yeah. the first time that you see one of the big black beast, like male ones, uh-huh. you see these two like kind of blue green teal aqua maybe yeah. aquamarine colored dots on it, and you're like, oh, those are the eyes. And then the mouth opens up, and you realize, oh, those were the canine right. teeth. So it's never. Because, again, like you said, the creatures are, like, absolute black. You can't yes. see any features on them or anything. It's never really stated they don't have eyes. Like, it's not no. really, like, a thing. We like just never blind. see their eyes, and we see that the female doesn't seem to have eyes. Yeah. yeah but the exposition is, like, exposition in this movie is really good. Like, they, they a do. A lot of show you don't tell. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, show you don't tell you yep. kind of stuff. For sure. Um. But yeah, it's it's real interesting their design and the fact that it's practical effects. That was one of the with first some things CG. That, yeah, that's yeah. one of the first things that got me like super on board with this movie. Yeah, is like the first you know the very intro scene, which looks like you could call it the thing or the predator, uh-huh. where it's like a, a ship flying by over Earth, yeah. dropping a pod down. It's yeah, like very much like yeah, other great sci-fi from that. But other than that, it's like you got the mugging and stuff. There's not really any special effects stuff. But once the alien lands and they pull that thing out and you're like, wait, that's like a physical object. Like that's a that's a puppet. Yeah. That's a thing. That's a real thing that yeah. looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's when I was like, oh, shit. This movie has got me. They're uh-huh. going practical effects. They're going, what would Spielberg do with this? You yeah. Know? And he would do it practical back in the day. And the male aliens, the big black kind of things i guess they made i think they said like two suits yeah like actual suits for these things there was our actual stuntmen in the suits yeah no nobody's looking at a green screen and running they're being chased yeah by men in these frightening suits crazy and, uh, like saw interviews with the cast everybody said like yeah we were legit scared of them like they're yeah. scary when they're coming at you and i dude i can't tell you how much i love the fact that they went with that the hyper black look yeah. like what's the uh that black? vanta black vanta black yeah, yeah they, they say is like mm. of course this movie predates that yeah you know but they say it's like it's like the a substance black is black yeah it's like it's so black your brain can't really comprehend yeah it, it flattens things like yeah it's like they a sprayed it reality. on a basketball and the basketball just looks like a circle that's like bizarre a black yeah i gotta see that that's super cool i want that on a grit tar that'd be awesome sick, dude. people would be like what is that flat space yeah. where, where are those notes coming from <laughs> um, from whence do they emerge yeah I, the I, fact I, that they don't have eyes also is, is a big deal in not uh being able to uh empathize with them oh yeah like, yeah there's nothing to look at it's just a mouth 
Yeah. Yeah. But it's also one of those things, too, where it's a genius because this wasn't a high-budget movie. No. It, it was, in fact, all. pretty low. Uh, about $10.5 million. Holy shit. That low? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So then it's like you get into the thing where it's like, yeah, if you would have had guys in, like, gorilla suits or, like, big fuzzy things, like, it almost would have reminded you of, like, Critters. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, it's got big, it's hairy got aliens, you know? Uh-huh. And Critters also opens with... A yeah, spaceship exactly outside right. of it Earth does. in the fog. Yeah. <laughs> so this kind of has shades of that, but it's like by making these creatures this pitch black kind of thing, it's like you give an excuse to hide all your special effects. Now, it's fucking brilliant. All right, as we're talking about it, I want to go into what they are then. Okay. Because you, you said something. You said uh, black beast about them. Yeah. Which would sound like then people would be like oh i see this is some sort of uh allegory about how uh black immigrants are coming into england and causing problems or whatever oh like literally black yeah aliens i mean they even make the the connection later where uh, i think it's uh dennis maybe or jerome says uh he's blacker than my cousin like Okay. Uh, yeah. They they sort of make that connection, but here's the interesting thing to me is that normally that would absolutely be true. Normally, alien invasions are uh, directly about fears of immigration and fears of race mixing. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um. Classically in horror movies. Yeah. yeah. This movie subverts that exact trope by making this a council estate. This is the area where uh, the the poor people live and the majority of the people in our gang are black there's one white character yeah and they're in their lower class so this isn't about black people invading them yeah um it's interesting that they make them flat black meaning colorless no light escaping basically Uh uh-huh what this seems to be about to me is it's still in the vein of the immigration fear and mm. the fear of race mixing, but it's actually about gentrification. Mm. Sam has moved into the council estate. And they seem like surprised that she's yeah. there. It's like you're you're like a, mm-hmm. a, a nice looking white lady. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Yeah, we didn't know yeah. you lived. Like they wouldn't have robbed her if they knew she lived there, right. which is a foreign concept to a lot of people but people that grow up in in those areas know that like you don't talk to the cops and you don't rob each other yeah you don't fuck with your own yeah yeah um anyway but yeah so like um she's moved into this area we also have the other white characters are nick frost um who works for the main drug dealer hi-hats hi-hats um who it seems like he probably came up in the estate and then we got brewis who is like upper middle or upper class college kid college yeah. kid he he gets paid an allowance he lives with his parents rent free i heard where the director said that he kind of wrote him in yeah he, same way jk rowling did hermione where it's like yeah. i just wrote myself into this as what right. i was like in my 20s or whatever yeah so this yeah. is just stoner joe cornish in his 20s yeah um, yeah college kid yeah. yeah so the the white people that are in involved are invaders mm-hmm what they're bringing is a larger police presence. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the police come, as they say, they arrest them. They arrest the poor kids. They yeah. arrest these these kids that, yeah, they do shit, but they don't do everything. They get right. arrested for everything that happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so 
the the monsters get specifically equated by um what's the white kid's name uh pest pest yeah they get specifically related with the monsters police and monsters go hand in hand so in this case the Mm. the monsters represent the encroaching uh gentrification and the moving in of the police they are driving these people out of the council estates the only place that they can afford to live yeah like in in imprisoning these people for doing what they did before everyone else came and no one was getting arrested like now now people are getting arrested because these supposedly good people are moving in the people who are from middle class homes are moving in and taking over the council estate, and now everybody's getting arrested for doing the same shit they did. Because the cops are trying to protect them. Yes, exactly. Right, gotcha. So, huh. I I think the fact that they made the 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 monsters they they gave them no identity, like mm-hmm. no eyes, no features, really, mm-hmm. except for this consuming mouth. Right. Yeah. Is, is yeah. yeah. They they're they're representative of the authority. They're also representative of the you know, um, the companies that are coming in and buying up these buildings to try yeah. to renovate, to gentrify, like faceless and anonymous, they're faceless like, and yeah. anonymous and they have no features to speak of. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. a pretty cool way to look at it. And I guess Cornish said that everything in the movie was very intentional. Everything was very yes. deliberate. He was going for the social messages. So like, yeah. um, and we'll, I'll talk more about some of the other major messages of this movie but he was going for these things he was trying to say these things because he says all good sci-fi and horror in the past has done it yeah um you look at night of the living dead sure, as yeah. a very strong sort of messages as does dawn of the dead etc like all good horror has a message about social issues and things and, and his particular message here is we're fucking up. <laughs> yeah, Basically, yeah, we're, yeah. we're causing problems. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of this is told through, uh, you know, mainly through our, our gang of our gang of kids, yeah. our gang of hoodies yes. in this flick. And, you know, I'll be completely honest with you. Like, whenever the movie started, like, usually whenever we do this show and I'm watching a movie for the first time, because we're going to be talking about it, like, at the bottom of my notes, I'll make a list of, like, the characters, character their names. names, yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm very fucking horrible with character names, yeah. as anybody that listens to the show knows. But whenever this movie started, and it was like, okay, there's Moses played by John Boyega. I uh-huh. was like, okay, I know he's gonna be important. Sam, I know she's gonna be important. But then there was kind of the rest of Moses's gang, uh-huh. and like on on the subtitles, it was popping up with all their names. There's you know Pest and Dennis and all these uh-huh. other names, Jerome and Biggs, yeah, yeah. and. I was like, I'm not even gonna write their names down. I'm like, these are <laughs> these are clearly just trivial characters that are going to be not fleshed out, killed immediately. I just I had all these expectations for yeah. what was gonna happen to that gang of kids, and I was like, it doesn't even matter. Don't even write their names down. And one of the ways that this movie really blew away my expectations is it how, does matter. Yeah, it yeah. really does. Each like, character gets like we empathize with. Like they get their moment where it's like. Oh, I get this kid. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and they all have a unique personality and yep. stuff, too. Like, they're not just all whatever, fucking mean, random thug kid. Yeah. You know, they all have personality to them, which I really so, love. Joe Cornish, yeah. uh, he wrote a 10-page treatment 
of what he wanted to do. And then he went to council estates to like after school programs and stuff. Yeah. And sat down and talked with the kids, told them like the, actual real life kids. Yeah. And then told them like the story and said, like started asking them questions like, okay, so how would you deal with these aliens? And like, that's cool. How would you kill an alien and yeah. stuff? So like all of the kills and stuff are just different ideas he got from these kids, which really play like when you think about it it's like they use fireworks and they use like a, an ice skate and stuff like yeah all the creativity that that is a child's well, creativity which in america if he has those questions be like well i'd shoot it with a gun yeah i'd shoot it with a gun yeah which well is, what particular gun <laughs> yeah though? exactly that's which one, where no. we get creative a shotgun a handgun <laughs> yeah but in, in yeah in, in britain that's much more tightly controlled yeah. and stuff so yeah you do get those solutions that are a lot more creative let's yeah. say and another thing that adds to this is that the actors in this they're not putting on voices and in a lot of ways they're playing themselves like when you see okay. interviews of them yeah. like they're this is them like that's what i wondered about and, and we we recently had a um uh, a british listener chime in on our facebook page Kev, yeah yeah talking uh-huh. talking about how he's like these are actually kind of underplayed compared to how a lot of people talk out there yeah oh which yeah which to me is insane oh yeah because <laughs> i was dude i was so glad that i had the subtitle <laughs> option for this i have and, and again i I have a really hard time sometimes understanding really thick dialects. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't compute in my brain. I, I you know, I I don't have that trouble. Yeah, luckily. Well, you've also you lived in L.A. for fucking years. Yeah, that I, helps. Yeah, it and does. You fucking lived in Russia and you speak That's multiple true. languages. So yeah, that probably I, helps too. Yeah, it, I think the more you're exposed to it, the more you just see like connections. But like, I think a lot of what a lot of what's really interesting to me about the British accents that get weird is how similar they sound to Southern accents. Yeah, at times, which is one of the like the I, way things are said are like I've always. Why do we say it like that too? Yeah. And I've always heard that like proper, you know, regular Southern yeah. speak actually really resembles Queen's English yeah, and stuff I'm, like I've that. I've read up on that, and that turns out to not be true. It's it's even more interesting is that it's an anomaly that we do sound similar. Word. Like, That's weird. That it's it's not stemming from... Yeah. A, in a lot of ways, it's probably stemming from similar economic conditions. Wow, yeah. And similar treatment. Well, like I mean, kids it, growing up on the council estate are automatically considered dumber, just like yeah. any Southerner. Well, and if you think about it, too, I mean, so many people from here in the South hail from Scotch-Irish heritage. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like there's got to be at least a little lineage or oh, connective yeah. tissue there, there uh-huh. as well. You yeah. know? The accents in this movie, dude, I I swear, man, it's like anytime that I see a gang of, of young street toughs or anything like that in a movie, I just want them to talk like these kids, yeah. too. Because <laughs> I I found it so appealing and so charming, yeah. and and I don't know, man. Maybe maybe if you live over there, it's You'd completely different. You'd be like, oh, different. that's annoying, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe it maybe it would be similar to hearing like, I mean, dude, the way that like, well, I mean, just imagine this is a group of Southern kids, yeah, speaking the way we know Southerners speak. Yeah, I whoop your damn ass. And yeah, like it would. I, I'm honestly be similar. Probably you could do attack the block 
as a southern movie. Oh my god, dude, do attack the park where attack it's about a trailer tra- park. Yeah, the trailer park. Oh, fuck, that would be. I'm awesome. way on board yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, attack the park. And, and at the end just of the movie, and yeah, just go ahead, mm-hmm. uh, trademark Dan Lovely. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, instead of him like blowing up with propane, he blows up his fucking uncle, his stepdad's meth lab. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all right there, dude. Great. It yeah. is right fucking mm-hmm. there. Damn. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'm with it. Attack the park. <laughs> but yeah, the kids' accents and stuff, and all the all the British uh, South London slang, yeah. all the in it and brav and fam, right. Again, it's one of those things that I read some reviews and stuff about this movie last night mm-hmm. on like IMDb, and a lot of the negative reviews were from people that are like, "Yeah, I live around here. I hear enough of this shit on the daily basis." Like it yeah. seems like over there, it's like, well, I, I don't, I don't know. What well, can I say the, about what can I say about how things seem over there well, by the, reading IMDb reviews? You right. know what I mean? It, it, it is true to say that class distinctions are still uh, more firm in England than they are here. Okay, like I can sit down with a millionaire in America and have a conversation, and despite the fact that he'll be thinking about how I have very little money and he could crush me at any moment. Yeah. We could still have a conversation and he won't be like, I'm surprised that you speak in this manner. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas in England, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, you talk that way. That means you have less money and you came up. Your family has had less money for generations. So you're less than me. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it seems like, uh, you know, again, I can only speak as somebody from fucking East Tennessee over here yeah. in the States, but I, I find all of the all of the slang and stuff to be an integral part of the movie, and I found it really fun and really mm-hmm. charming. And I like that they didn't try to, like, neuter it down. Yeah, no, it's just, you, you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're the one encroaching. I mean, again, that's about the encroachment about the moving, the gentrification is. Yeah. You're the one moving into here. You get used to yeah, it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That fits in very well, actually, uh-huh. when you look at it under that narrative, for sure. But, you know, it's little stuff like how instead of the, them saying, like, call me, it's bell me. <laughs> and you're like, bell me? And at first I was like, like Alexander Graham Bell. And I'm like, oh, like ring, like a bell, ring me on the phone. Hi-Hats says to Moses, I was going to make you. Now I'm going to dead you. I'm going to dead you. I'm going to dead you. Fucking awesome. That's insane. That's like, I love the creativity with speech. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can see why somebody would be like, yeah, that's wrong. Sure. It's wrong. But it's more creative than just saying I'm going to kill you. Well, you know, the thing is, is like, it doesn't go completely over over the fucking cliff into like Cockney rhyme slang right, right, and right, stuff right. like that. Like, right. They're not that, like, let's take the apples and pears. What? <laughs> He's in a spot of Barney, isn't he? <laughs> but it's like dude actually before we came up with the idea of doing the list of like underrated movies yeah. I, I was actually going to uh my original idea was I, I was gonna find a list of like top 10 like cockney rhyme slang phrases <laughs> and i was gonna quiz you on them yeah to see if you could figure out what any of them meant but after reading through like five of them i was like this is impossible there's no yeah. way that anybody would know what any of this shit means um like one that one that i read is like okay baked bean what do you think that means uh baked bean brain 
queen. The queen. Okay. What? Yeah, all right. Old birdie? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like... It, it, that stuff is just beyond making any sense to yeah. us over here. Um, Way beyond. Jason Statham. Have, have you ever seen the Crank movies? The what? Crank. With I've Jason seen the Statham. first one. It was yeah, ridiculous, so awesome. dude. It was so but he, silly. He does some Cockney rhyming slang in that. Oh, yeah, and he does. Yeah. That's right. That's it's right. just like, I don't know what's going on here. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> but I was, I was glad that I had the subtitles and stuff. And again, I was glad that they didn't dumb it down. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. they just went for it, and, and it's obvious that like they're talking in a way that's that's sort of more natural for them, and like the the kids are, like even though we from the beginning are shown that they're doing bad shit, they're still charming, and you still kind of are interested in them. Yeah, like as they're walking around after they kill the alien, and they're just talking. It's like yeah, this is just how I was as a kid. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't rob anybody. At, with a, no. fl- with a flick blade. With a flick blade, which I was so glad they said in this movie. <laughs> so glad about that. But yeah, I mean, it's they're just kids. That's something that the I love that the movie slowly reveals. Like, it's obvious that they're just kids. But yeah. like, the movie sort of slowly reveals that to everyone. Like, when um, Sam goes into uh, Moses' apartment. Does it like the very end, yeah. 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 She... He's looking around and she sees like a Spider-Man blanket and stuff. And she's like, do you have a little brother? And he's like, no. And she's like, how old are you? Yeah. Like, it's like, where is anybody else that lives here? And he's like, I live with my uncle, but he's gone most of the time. And And he's 15. And and she's, you can tell then she's like, shit, this is a fucking kid. And this, I think this is a real important moment um, where like, I think she realizes how foreign this whole world is to her and how different all of this is to her. Yeah. That and it's not that she's just like, I completely understand them trying to mug me at knife point. No, no, she's not understanding of that, but she she's understanding that like, oh, I'm in a new world here. Like, this right. is an alien world where I'm the one who needs to learn what's going on. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's real important, though, that she thinks he's older because that is exactly something that you'll find every time that police kill a black man who turns out to be a teenage boy. Oh, no shit, right? Is that they will say he looked older than 16 or Damn. he looked older than in Tamir Rice's case 12. Oh, shit. The, the phone call for Tamir Rice identified him as a black man. He's a 12-year-old boy. Holy shit. So, like, there, there's a lot that I, I think she is learning. Like, we, we get Moses' arc. Moses' arc is, I was gonna be all about this life of crime. I realized that I could be more than that. Yeah. Her arc, yeah. her arc is basically, I'm a poor young nurse. This is the only place I can afford to live. It's fine if I just move in here to oh, I've moved into a completely different world that I don't completely understand. Oh, they're all right. I should vouch for them. Like, right. is what she does at the end. Is yeah. like she, does, she doesn't say, no, they didn't mug me, but she says, they helped me. They're my neighbors. Right. So, like, she's changed by all that she sees throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but the rest, I mean, we talked about this before. 
Only one white person dies in this movie. And that's weird. It kind of seems that way. Yeah. Kind of seems that way. It it's important when you think about what I said about the monsters being representative of the police and authority figures. Right. That it's unlikely that a white person's going to die. The one white person who does die is in a gang. Right. Um, the other white people, you know, they escape with very little issue. Other, I mean, she goes through way more, but like, you know, Nick Frost and, and Bruce and, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Pest. Pest. Yeah, yeah Pest. they like Pest. He escapes most all the problems. He does get bitten by an alien yeah. in the leg, but like the other two, Jerome and Dennis get killed. We watch. We get to see two teenage boys get killed. That's always fun. Brutal, dude. Brutally, yeah. yeah. Like the the white people sort of get away unscathed, and then at the end, um, as the three white guys are being arrested, like they're being brought out by the police. And they're like struggling and yelling and talking shit to the police. And then you see Moses get brought out and he's like eyes down, not saying a word, just walking and pace Very with them. Very calm, yeah. Because if he does that, they beat him. Right, yeah. They can get away with that. From from the poorest to even one of them involved in, a, in the gang himself. Yeah. They can get away with talking wow. shit and, yeah. and like... You know, resisting struggling, arrest. resisting, right? But he can't. Like nothing, nothing has changed for him. Wow. The thing that does change is the mind of the person he robbed earlier, right? And everybody's, you know, chanting Moses at the end, but he's still getting arrested for all of this that isn't his responsibility. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know the the thing about this movie and the way that it kind of wraps up and stuff, and especially with, like you said there at the end with her going into his apartment and kind of having this like, oh shit, like you're a kid and you you live on your own. Yeah. It's very different and uh, again, very very much set against that Steven Spielberg kind of thing where if this was a Spielberg movie, everybody would become best friends and yeah. love uh-huh. each other and give up their bad ways and become good people. And, and when they robbed her, they would have been more charming about it. Like it, it wouldn't yeah. have been, it wouldn't have been like, there wouldn't have been a moment in the beginning where we actually disliked the kids. Right. Yeah. 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 But you know, in this movie, and, and again, like after reading some reviews and stuff last night, it seems like a lot of people are just kind of like, what the fuck is the point of this movie? It's about shitty, awful kids that try to rob somebody and there's no, mm you know, uh, resolution for it or anything like that. But it's like, I think the thing about it is, is it's just like, take a step back. Yeah. And just empathize with people for just a second. Yeah. You don't even have to be their best friends. Right. You know, it's like these people that, that mugged her, she's not even like at the very end of the movie where they're like, can you identify these people? She's not like, yeah, they're my best friends. No. And they let them loose. Yeah. That's what would happen in, again, a Spielberg movie. Yeah, and everybody would be like, yeah, woo! Yeah, exactly. Spring break! Uh-huh, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, in this movie, it just seems like the whole message is just like, you know what? You don't even have to get along. You don't even have to be best yeah. friends. Just empathize. Just fucking take a step yeah. back and well, just and look at where these people are coming from and just try to understand for just one second. That is an issue every single time that a black person gets shot by police. Yeah. Is that people will bring up 
like, well, he was doing this or whatever. Like, oh, Rodney King, when he got beat. Well, he was a crackhead. Right. In where in our law is being a crackhead punishable by a beating? Yeah, being Where in our law is, uh, you know, the most insane thing, walking home to your house and a man who is not a policeman tries to stop you and then you get in a fight with him and he shoots you. Where is any of that, like, justified? Like, I yeah, see never. people justify the Trayvon Martin, Martin thing because they're yeah. like, well, he was tall. And, like, well, like, what? he didn't stop when yeah. uh, the guy told him to stop. It's like, he's just some dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you're walking home and somebody's like, hey, where are you going? Stop. Like, what? Fuck you. Yeah. Does it go through your mind? Like, I better or else I, I might better, die. Or I might die. Yeah. yeah no, like there's nowhere written into the, the code of law. Yeah. And so it seems like that's Joe Cornish's like yeah. idea there is that people need to step back and, and stop coming up with excuses for why a policeman shot uh, an innocent black man yeah. or even a black man in the process of committing a crime that doesn't uh, warrant Not the punishable death by death. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, have some empathy. Think. If you were in right. that situation, not the police... Like, that's what every white person thinks. They always think, well, if I was in that situation, I'd be scared like that police officer, too. Mm-hmm. They never think of themselves in the other position. Right, yeah, they yeah. They never think, like... What if I was was doing what if I was doing nothing and the police told me to like put my hands up and as I said what they shot me. Yeah. What do you fucking do then? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of you know your memory is people being like yeah I can see why they shot him. (laughs) Instead (laughs) of like (laughs) like I can imagine myself in his place. Boy it would suck to get shot. No doubt. No doubt man. It's fucked up. Well, you know, because this is a horror movie, of course, we cannot not talk about some of the special effects and gore and kills. Yeah. This movie isn't necessarily a, you know, just a splatterhouse gore no. fest or anything like that. But there's, but some, there's some stuff. There's some good stuff in there, yeah. man. Whenever Hi-Hats gets killed, like his face gets ripped off. Uh-huh. Like they bite his nose off. Yeah. Oh, that looked brutal. Great. It's fucking um, cool. I even like when Pest gets his leg bitten off. Yeah, like that looks chunk great. Of it flies out. That's really cool. Um, the, We don't see what happens in the elevator with hi-hats and his men and oh, yeah. the, the alien, but we see the aftermath and yeah. it's brutal. Yeah, dude. Looks There's great. Just blood and gore just everywhere. Mm. Yeah, the gore and stuff in this is, uh, it, it honestly kind of reminded me of something that you'd see in, you know, Shaun of the Dead or something like that yeah. where it's not... Not over the top. Or, or, you know, honestly more like Hot Fuzz. I'll say more like yeah. Hot Fuzz where it's yeah. like, it's not super expected but when it happens and it's grisly, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? And it's brief, too. Yeah. Like, um, Jerome, wait, no, a dentist. Was, he was wearing his motorcycle helmet. His Ooh, head gets ripped yeah. off. And we just see the, the head and helmet fly. But we don't, like, they don't, like, zoom in on blood. We don't see, like, blood dripping out of the, the severed head. We just see that happen. Very so it's effective. Like, yeah. It is brutal, but it's so brief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very well done. And like we said, all uh, as many of the practical special effects and stuff in here as there are, I think all I can't really complain anything about 
those aspects of the flick, no. you know? And also, it's got a dope-ass soundtrack, Yeah, too. by Basement Jacks. Basement Jacks, dude, who yeah. I've, I've been listening to for fucking ever. I didn't know they did the soundtrack to yeah. this. Uh, it's also uh, by Stephen Price, who uh, did music for Gravity and won an Academy Award. Oh. Also, for a little movie called Baby Driver. Which I As I understand, love. the music is a pretty big deal on that You haven't one. seen Baby Driver yet? Uh-uh. Fuck, Need dude. You see it. It is awesome, man. And it, it kind of has some similar stuff to this. Like, it's kind of got some of that 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 British hip-hop stuff that has kind mm-hmm. of a little bit of a reggae kind of mm-hmm. influence. Uh, again, I'm an idiot. I don't know what you call that specific subgenre <laughs> of British hip-hop that has that kind of reggae kind of uh-huh. thing going for it, but... I think it's called Right Near the Beach. Lord of Mercy. <laughs> Bet Brov. <laughs> I think that is what it's called, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Bet Brov. Uh-huh. Love the soundtrack to this flick a lot, too. Yeah. I also love the two fucking little kids in this, dude. <laughs> you talking Mayhem. about Mayhem and Probs? Dude, those two kids are uh-huh. the shit. Yeah. I love their whole, like little side story that's not really all that important but just kind of runs through the movie it is Uh, we actually get to see the pipeline that we get to see the future of these boys if they continue the way they go so we see the little kids we see mayhem and props that's who they used to be now they're this we see hi-hats that's who moses is bound to become okay if he doesn't do okay. make a change. All right, I'm, I'm seeing um, this. You kind of seen that in the three age ranges. Yeah, yeah. And huh. what you see is how close they are in age because those those kids are 12. Yeah, they say. And, and Moses is 15. 15. Yeah. yeah. So and we just assume probably like 20. Yeah. yeah. So like the and and I like his he he's a heroin and 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 weed dealer hi hat. Yeah. So his his life is. He's not got much ahead of him. Yeah. And so that's that's like we're we're being shown where they what they've gone through and where where they're destined to go. That's cool. If yeah. something doesn't change. I hadn't thought about those three different kind of age ranges yeah. that are represented right there, but they are pretty clear. Yeah. When you look at it that way. But yeah, mayhem and props, real fun. Super Fucking soaker awesome. full of lighter fluid. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome yeah so awesome and i love that they're just like man they're running around and they're cussing yeah and... yeah it's it's got that um bad news bear yeah. quality to it where like steven spielberg kind of would have like maybe a cuss word from you know one of the goonies or something like a shit or something yeah, yeah. but this this goes more bad news bears just like going at it yeah yeah what do you think about the humor in the movie um Okay, so there's a good bit of just levity to it. I would say that. It's like, not so much humor as levity. Yeah, yeah we're like, um, because like what I'm thinking of is like basically there are two horror movies going on here. The one where Moses is the protagonist and the one where Sam is the protagonist. Hmm. And in the one where Sam is the protagonist, yeah. she is going back to her apartment and sees the guys who mugged her and then killed two police officers, as far as she understands, as she's trying to open her door. Yeah. And that that moment, because we're following Moses, is kind of like a little comical where we know that there's no threat. But if we're seeing it from her perspective, it's an absolute threat. And then they come into her house and like take over. But 
then she threatens to Elkabong him. She threatens to Elkabong him. But then as she's helping um I keep forgetting the fucking kids. Pest. Pest. God <laughs> damn it. Uh as she's helping Pest, like they're all basically ragging on her. Yeah. Like like it's this moment where if somebody was doing this to you, you'd be like, There is nothing funny about this. You robbed me, you barged into my house, and now you're making fun of me, like when you're and you're forcing me to save one of your lives. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're watching it from my perspective, from the you know, Moses is the protagonist, it's funny because she's like she's like uh, they ask when she moved here and she's like, Oh, a couple months ago, she's like thinking of moving they're like why yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the humor there is they don't get how horrific this is for her right yeah they can't it's even, just yeah. like normal like, i mean pest even says at one point where they're like they're talking about the monsters chasing them and he's like uh you know being worried about being attacked while walking through uh the the estate that's a normal day for me like right yeah to them like getting robbed it would have just been like man i can't believe you're doing this to me and they'd hand the money over and they might see that guy again some other day right and it wouldn't be a big deal yeah yeah but for her like this is a hugely traumatic experience right and so like the incongruity it makes that that scene really funny to me I love that, like, as the movie goes on, too, is that, like, Pest seems to be, like, coming on to Sam more and more. Yeah, he keeps trying, and it's he's like... He's like, you're fit. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you're, like, 13. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you got a boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I get it. She is absolutely yeah, adorable. she's Jody adorable. Is she's adorable. awesome, man. Um, she's like, yes, I have a boyfriend. He's like, we don't seem to care about you yeah. very much. <laughs> I love it, dude. That, actually, that line is an important one, too, because she says that he's in Ghana uh, volunteering, yeah. helping kids. Uh, and Pest points out, like, 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 why can't he help Br- British children? Right, yeah. Not I like exotic that. enough, can't get a suntan. Right, yeah. I like that. That's like, good, too. And it's that's funny, a but really like, strong well, point. <laughs> like yeah. it's like these kids live in this, and you're going off to another country to help kids that live in similar situations. But you just go down the street and help these kids. Yeah, people here that you've helped, but Fuck. it's not exotic. It's not. I went to Ghana, it's, right? You know, well, went, which again goes with that South that, London that gentrification kind of idea too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Mm-hmm. The pacing of the movie is fucking great. It's I amazing. never I never got bored once. It's no. like it's a relatively short movie about hour 28. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that. But yeah, cuz it packs in so much. Yeah. In that hour and 28. Yeah. It passed the phone test, dude. Yep. It, it was one of those ones where it's like I didn't fucking pick up my phone during the movie. Yeah. Cuz you got to know what's happening. Yeah, I was engrossed the entire time. It also looks great yes it does it is a gorgeous movie man Uh it's like a lot of it is just lit by you know street lights and stuff like that i guess all the external shots were actually shot on actual locations Mm -hmm. and i believe the internal shots were all done on sets yeah but they're very convincing yes they are very seamless the transition from outdoor to, to indoor locations and stuff here but yeah man it's like it never got to like Let's say like mega stylized J.J. Abrams lens flare no. fetish. No, it didn't. But it, it does have like a very saturated, very uh-huh. hot, very cold 
yeah. kind of lighting kind of thing. It uh-huh. just it looks really good. I like what they do with the hallway lighting. How it has those sort of efficiency lights that you hit the the thing and oh. it turns the lights on for you, but then they go back out after a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then also when they have the hallway scene where they because like the. The decision to use fireworks is genius. It's awesome. It yeah. looks great. And so, it's also stuff that kids would have on hand. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, that hallway scene where they've shot like a bunch of fireworks and it's just completely like smoke and then the lights start like going out. It's cool. That's genius. It's looks way great. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and all that smoke and stuff just looks so cool. Like whenever they do the slow-mo shots, like uh-huh. the... One of the last shots in the flick whenever um, Moses is like leading all the aliens towards the apartment to blow them up. And there's that kind of chase scene that's in like Uh slow-mo after Pest shoots the fireworks at him and stuff. It just looks great. It does. And and again, smart because one of the best ways, kind of like we talked about with Jurassic Park and stuff, like best ways to hide CGI and stuff like that, hide it behind an environmental effect. Yeah. Darkness, rain, Mm -hmm. smoke, Smoke. fog all the best ways to hide stuff and make it look more real. Yeah. So those decisions were like cool and believable and also just benefited the aesthetic of the movie. It's just really fucking smart and also probably made it cheaper. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you can, if you can hide, you don't have to worry about, well, what if a zipper is showing or something? Yeah. The smoke will cover it. Yeah, exactly. Or the, the pitch black of the monsters and stuff. I don't know, dude, it's one of those things that, Whenever I watched it, I was like, man, I have basically nothing to complain about about this movie. It's like, I love the look. I love the soundtrack. I love the characters. I Mm -hmm. love the kind of moral ambiguity that you get to with this thing. I love the creature design. Uh, I loved how simple the storyline was. It never tried to get too overly convoluted. Yeah. It didn't feel like there was anything that could be trimmed. It didn't feel like there was anything that needed to be added either. No, there's no love story in this. Yeah, and you know? and the, I like where Bruce and Sam meet, and it's obvious that Bruce is like, "Oh, cute girl," and starts talking to her, and she's just like, "Done give shit a fuck. going on." Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I, obviously, this is not the time for a love connection. <laughs> I love that Bruce. Yeah. Also, too, like one of those things that I see in movies all the time is like somebody will be like super stoned, and then something happens, and suddenly they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm shocked," backed into yeah. fucking being sober. Not the case in this. No, the just whole like, movie I is just like stoned. I am unbelievably stoned <laughs> the whole time. I love that they kept that yeah. in there. That was really fun. Yeah. I is. just I have so little to complain well, about, and then I, I read. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was I was gonna say that. Like specifically at the end, the three white guys that are left are all stoned and useless. That's true. <laughs> like, and 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 we we get past the idea of like Moses being the hero when the Moses like they're in uh, Tia's apartment mm-hmm. and um, the two aliens come in. They're after Moses, and then Moses doesn't kill either one of them. Sam kills one of them with a knife, and then the other two girls like beat and shock the other one to death. Yeah, and like a stab lamp. it with a an ice skate. <laughs> yeah, like, hardcore dude. Yeah, so like, um, we're given like this, we're given this hero, but we actually get to like open it up to like there are a bunch of heroes in this story. And then there are a bunch of people that just sort of sit around on the sidelines. Yeah. It just so happens that the ones that sit on the sidelines and don't do anything are all white males. And the ones that get involved 
are the women and the the black kid. Like, yeah. they're the ones that really do something. Right, right. Yeah. And by the end of it, too, you know, I think that Moses really sees this, this turn that, like, my actions have consequences. Yeah. He does. He does seem to change. Yeah. I mean, he says... There's a couple lines in there where he pretty much explicitly says that. And it's like, yeah, because you yeah. killed this thing, you're covered in... It's pheromones or whatever, yeah. and now these other things are out to kill you. Yeah, like your actions have consequences. Yeah, that, that those exact words are said by Tia. Yeah, yeah, actions exactly. have consequences. Right, like, and I think that that's kind of a, a moral point to this story that I think is overlooked because, like I said, whenever I started reading reviews, I mean, it's like there's a lot of people that love it like we do. Yeah, and then there's a lot of people that are just like, this movie sucks. It glorifies gang culture. It glorifies how? I mean, how? All, yeah, all it glorifies. Of course, people like, said that about like *Menace to Society* and *Boys in the Hood*. And I don't know if you've seen either of those movies, but I don't see any glory right in gang culture in those movies. I don't think this movie shows anything glorious about it. Right. It yeah. shows it as a sad thing I that think we so. should empathize with. That we should see happening and be like i wish we could do something about that right let's do something about that yeah yeah definitely yeah so i don't i don't know man it just seemed like a lot of the complaints on this I just flew over my head people are like the monster design was stupid and it's like whatever I, I, what i mean again it's all it's all opinions yeah, obviously opinion. but that's, if you think it's stupid you do but i i don't see how you could i don't think this movie would have been cooler if it was fucking xenomorphs attacking no this city like i love that it was so original that it was just like what if it was just black yeah with teeth yeah that's actually simple enough. Like, that's the stuff of nightmares. Like, absolutely. That's the stuff that when you wake up from a bad dream, you're like, I don't know what was happening, but I was being killed by something that was dark and it had pointy teeth. Yeah. That's actually enough to be scary yeah. and effective, you know? Yeah, and that, that is what's real good about horror when you strip it down to its barest that points. primal level, right? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Try to get, like, the more ornate, the more interesting aesthetic it is, but the less horrific it is because well, your brain can't come yeah. up with like if you sit down with a piece of paper you could come up with this ornate and and very like intricate fear or terror yeah but when your brain is just thinking when you're having nightmares or when you're in a dark room and you're wondering what could be in there yeah yeah it's simple stuff Anything your brain has to fill in the gaps on will be scarier than anything you yep. can see on screen. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a fact. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think that the design and stuff, this just does it very well. I don't know. Do you have any complaints about this movie? I, I really don't. Like, I don't really I think either, man. The, the acting is so wonderfully natural. Yeah. The kids seem to be just being themselves heightened and playing this sort of gangster role. Yeah. Uh, good, oh. fun humor with... Uh, you know the gang with Nick Frost, uh, kids. Yeah, like that. Nothing's moment, forced. No, that moment where uh Nick Frost and and Bruce are talking, and Bruce is like, "I got busted," and he's like, "Oh, you got busted? Like, you know, you got arrested?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, my dad smelled weed on my clothes." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that's he's gonna take away my my uh, allowance." My allowance. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Nick Frost is just like, "Oh." Us white people problems, dude. Yeah, yeah. real rough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That is yeah. funny. Yeah, Bru yeah there, Bruce there's... is such a little shit in this. It's yeah. awesome. There's nothing about this, though, that I find needs to change. No. I think it's 
just a wonderfully perfect sci-fi horror action comedy. Yeah, and I do you, too, man. You don't get a lot of them. No, so you don't. Might as well watch this one. Yeah. If you're going to come to like a rating with this thing, where are you putting this thing on that scale of 1 to the 10? Man, that's hard. Because, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. No. So it, I mean, it's a 10. Like, this is a 10. You're bit. throwing this a dime. You're diming it. I think it. so. Because, like, wow. seriously, like, I think about other movies that have given a 10. And uh, aside from Home Alone, which was just a good, good-natured <laughs> cheer, yeah, um, it's been the movies where I can't see anything wrong with it. And you'll just watch it and love it every yeah. time. Like, for a long and, time. and yeah. I've seen this several times, and every time it's like, this is a great movie. Like, yeah. it's fun. I like watching. It. Yeah, I could definitely, definitely see myself watching it many more times. Yeah. I mean, I just watched it for the first and only time last night, but it's one of those that I'm like. Oh, I'll definitely buy this yeah. and just put it on yeah. and watch it many times. And I more think it's times. interesting, too. Like, this is one you could watch with... Like, if you had kids that well, were, like, watch tweens, this with kids. Yeah. teens, they'd probably really get into it. You could watch it with non-horror fans, for sure. Oh, yeah. This is definitely one that non-horror fans would love because it's got enough action... And the scares are just sort of like there's some jump scares. There's some yeah, like sudden like, like when they're, they're suddenly at the window. Yeah, looking are suddenly at the, people at the window or yeah, stuff, at the people. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's not one that's it's not one that people who don't like horror movies are going to be terrified by. Yeah, they're not going to go like home hereditary. And be having, yeah, exactly. Words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not traumatizing. Mm-hmm. In I think other this. Words. Yeah, I just think this is a a wonderful movie that really needs more attention. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, I, I, I can't complain about any of it, man. What you gonna give it, man? I think I'm gonna toss this a solid. I'm gonna say a nine. Nine. I'm not gonna go ten. I mean, uh-huh. ten is is just such a, a, a the lofty heights of Olympus it for is. me. I know. I mean, it's like I'm saying it's on the level of The Shining. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it makes me happy to watch it. it I was really so happy. Wa- like yeah. last night. I'll put it this way, man. It's like. You know, after the week that I've had uh, dealing with the funeral and all this stuff, and after then, like, being sick and just, like, basically living in a bed for, like, three or four days and all this stuff, honestly, like, last night, whenever I sat down to watch the movie, I was kind of like, well, shit, like, back to work. Yeah. You know, I was kind of looking at it as, like, I'm not really in the mood to, like, Focus, yeah, and, and try to understand analyze. this movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I would really like to just veg out and just watch YouTube videos or just do something yeah. mindless and just have fun for a second because mm-hmm. I've had fun all week. But it's like, as soon as this movie started, I was just like, "Holy shit, this is fucking great! Yeah, this is fun!" <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it it snapped me right out of work yeah. mode, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is why I really enjoy." doing podcasts and stuff because this is really fun to watch yeah here's here's how i'll justify my 10 completely is justify your 10 do 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 do. (laughs) um you go to like a real nice restaurant that that has a burger okay that burger i'm telling you that meat is gonna be top quality beef all right they're going to cook it for you how you like Just it. Just how I want. About yeah. a medium. About a medium for me. They're going to put some fancy cheese on it. Oh, yeah, I like that. Man, those a fresh vegetables. Some sort of aioli that okay. they make in the back. Yeah, just a little on the side for me. And it's going to be a goddamn great burger. Oh, I love it. And also, you can go to In-N-Out and get a double-double 
and it's going to be as satisfying. Can I can I make it a five guys with a side of Cajun yeah. fries instead? Perfect. Okay. What right. I'm saying, exactly my point yeah. is you could pay for a $40 burger and get a goddamn great burger. You sure. can also pay for a $3 burger and yeah. get a goddamn great burger. And be like, fuck yeah. yeah. This is the $3 burger that it's like... Why do I need the forty dollar yeah, burger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have that forty dollar burger, and you're like, "Oh yeah, the shining this is, is awesome." Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's it has everything you need in it. I gotcha. That completely no, makes nothing sense. Nothing wrong with it. No, yeah. not at all, man. I strongly recommend it, dude. It's uh, it it is a blast to watch. I hope that everybody that watches it enjoys it as much as we did. Yeah. Here on Dead and Lovely. Now, what are we going to be talking about on the show next week, Hollywood Steve? Well, Ben, um, I just came into my lady times, so I'm going to watch a little informative video called Carrie. Plug it up, man. Plug it up. I think what you're supposed to do when you have your lady times is kill everybody. We're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) We're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking the OG, not the the remake. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, need to i like chloe moretz i do too uh yeah she's great yeah. but no real need yeah. to not better than the og yeah which is what we're going to be talking about on the show next time so you guys be sure to tune in rate and review on itunes as i mentioned earlier helps us out a ton if you even care just a little bit if you even care just a scotch just a scotch just a scope. Just give us just a minute of your time to go and write even just a one sentence review Here, on iTunes. I'll write the review for you. You just go ahead and and, and type exactly what I'm saying. Copy right now. pasta. Just voice to text mm-hmm. right now. Good podcast. Me like. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. Submit. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to uh, gild the lily and say I like, so it sounds like something someone would actually say. Yeah, go That's for it. fine too. Yeah, me like is better though. Yeah, it, it lets them know. I don't advise doing like they like or like she like or he mm, like. That's weird. That's a little ambiguous. Yeah. They yeah. like. Does anyone refer to themselves as they? Venom. Let us know. Oh, Venom, yeah, does, Venom yeah. does. Eddie Brock. <laughs> we like <laughs> the symbiote. We. Yeah. yeah. I am several people. <laughs> I am Legion. <laughs> Steve, where can they follow us on the social medias in the meantime? At Dead Lovely Pod on the Instagrams and the Twitters. Yeah. Dead and Lovely Pod at gmail.com is our email address. We Hit have us. Hit us. Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast group or whatever. Yeah. Uh we got we got a Discord uh server. Check Just with us. Check with us. We'll give you the, the link, the invite. Man, we're all over the place. We are. Um, check us out on Pornhub. Yeah, yeah. We the unedited versions on that. Mm-hmm. So if you've heard our podcast up to this point, oh, just wait until you check the the Pornhub. <laughs> the Pornhub, yeah, There's yeah. Like a lot of me being like, yeah, you take it. Yeah, you and, take that movie. Yeah, I give this movie a sixty nine. You like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The mutual mutual oral sex. Yeah. Yeah. Write us an email and we'll give you an address to send us beer. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Also, we do like that. that. We mm-hmm. like that very much. You guys stay tuned for more uh, good old horror content coming at you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you all have had a great old time. And uh, as always, you guys have been just, I mean, 
So fantastic. They've been really fantastic, innit? Hey, isn't it? They've been so good at us. Oh, bloody good. Bloody hell, I tell you what. Boy. Hogwarts. Uh, Hogwarts. Hagrid. <laughs> uh, uh, tea. Uh, crumpets. It's crumpets, innit? Uh, whales. What's up with them, huh? Oi, how about um uh, the, the football team I like? Ah, go that Tottenham. Go Tottenham. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you don't, I'll Man like to, I like the real hooligan and, and bop you on the noggin, I say. And I'm going to come in here at the end with R.I.P. Brody Stevens. Oh. Positive energy. Enjoy it. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Too bad, man. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>